Hey, Gravity Lift fam, we have a big favor to ask of you. Please head over to iTunes, look up the Gravity Lift podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars would be awesome if you are a fan of the podcast. And if you are looking for other ways to support, we have a Patreon page, which is a simple way for you to contribute to the creation of all things Gravity Lift. In exchange, you'll receive some fun perks as well as our humble gratitude. And it's really just a way for us to continue creating new and informative content. If you'd like to learn more, head to patreon.com slash gravity underscore lift. Uh, is this thing on? Can you hear me? Welcome to the Gravity Lift Podcast, a mostly entertaining and at times informative place where we get to chat about all the things we love. Music and festival life, yoga and wellness, travel and adventure. We are your hosts, Jordan and Antonella. So this was the episode that we realized that it's better to get stoned in the <laughs> middle of the podcast rather than starting it out by getting stoned. Yeah, did we do it beforehand? Yeah, oh, he man. came with a, a couple joints in hand and mm-hmm. we aren't big time regular smokers, but we like to smoke. And so he we partake here and there. Yeah. And special so occasions. We've got quite a few episodes this season on marijuana related artists or people. So if you've already listened to some of those, but... Yeah, we kind of got a little too stoned to start out this one. <laughs> I don't, I mean, speak for yourself. I don't think I was too stoned. I just think that there was a stony, questionable intellect to the conversation <laughs> flow. And that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it worked out well. Yeah. I think that, um, well, first of all, our guest today, or I guess this was months ago, but our guest uh, that we're talking about today uh, goes by Drew and um, or Andrew. We have a couple of Andrews this year, and I kind of just met him through a friend, and he works at the same yoga studio as me. And I just was keeping an eye on his Instagram stories. Like I like this guy, I like his vibes, I like his. Um, he's kind of got the gym background, but fell in love with yoga. So he's got this spiritual thread woven through him. And then you add weed to the mix and he was just a, he was a vulnerable, awesome dude. Yeah. He was wide open and he's got this sensitive nature to him, this mm-hmm. calm, uh, like metered responses. He's just like a very thoughtful mm-hmm. individual. I'm excited to lis- listen to this one all over again because I think he has a really sexy voice. Mm. He's got that like R&B classics. It's better than voice. my voice, babe. I mean, yours is great. <laughs> but what yeah. do you mean mine's great? You make fun of me all the time <laughs> I, for my voice. I don't. I like your yeah. voice. He just has like, there's something velvety mm. R&B. I got the smooth. face, not the voice. Huh? Exactly. You've got the, <laughs> you got the baby face. Maybe I should rethink this podcast life of mine, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You're hiding in those, those cute <laughs> dimples. And, oh, jeez. No, oh, your voice is great. Um, I just, I really enjoyed having the conversation with them. And since it's been a few months since we recorded it, I'm excited to listen to it all over again. Well, let's hear it right now. Whoop, whoop. I have a question right away. Do you pretty much always have at least one foot up when you're sitting? It's oh, an odd question. Great question. Well, because I noticed when we got in, you had w- your uh, right leg up. My left leg was up. He's always making fun that whenever I'm eating dinner, whenever I'm in a chair, I was like yeah. one leg up. Yeah. 
Now I notice you have two legs up. So I'm curious if you're a leg up when you're sitting kind of guy. Um, you know, I should practice some more consciousness in that area of my life. I have no idea. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. You don't know this about I'm yourself? just sitting and chilling, I think, most of the wow. time. <laughs> I'm not paying attention to necessarily where I my legs are I want you to keep me posted on that because okay. now you're going to totally notice if you instinctually like put yeah. a leg up. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed I always, I'm usually on the ball of my right foot. Ah. Like like a like a little uh, I don't know like a, a bird claw digging into the <laughs> ground or some shit. <laughs> you know, and my right ankle is always like tense and jacked up. Like I got this tension there, oh. and so my body finds a way to keep that tension spot. Like so, hmm. it's your like you're walking around with one high heel on. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, my whole right. I, I don't walk like a with my toe digging into the ground. Same when I'm sitting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I mean, that's how my foot is right now. Interesting. I get. Uh, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. I guess that's the kind of shit you notice when you do things with your body all day long. Yeah. <laughs> so we we'll yeah. use that as a lead in. Do you so. notice everyone <laughs> else's ticks too, though? Oh because, yeah. Totally. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I notice like foot tappings. Like, yes. Go and chill out. <laughs> Sometimes like, I'll just do that. I take a breath here. Yeah. For oh, the I listeners, do. I, do. I put my leg on their side. See what like, she's hey. doing. She yeah. is patting me. Or sometimes I'll just hold him, and then he's yeah. like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Breathe." Stop bouncing. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as I was getting to, we have Andrew Reagan here, who is, what would you consider yourself, a fitness? aficionado icon (laughs) (laughs) i was fucking with you um i'm a strength coach man and i'm a yogi and uh i like blending the two practices together to like try and create balance and wholeness in people and uh so it's like using the body is like a beautiful way to get to know yourself right so uh that i don't know i so i'm a strength coach I'm a strength coach, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm a coach okay. man yeah i'm a teacher nice yeah, yeah. so um yeah i kind of ask because my whole fitness journey um came from being really good at sports to then getting a we'll call it an injury but it was a, an autoimmune disorder and then having to do nothing and then yoga was kind of my way back in to the fitness yeah. world. And so I found fitness and I'm like, all right, cool. Now it feels good to work out. Um, but now I'm finally at a point after a few years of yoga where I'm comfortable back in my body to actually put it through the rigmarole of yeah. intense training. Yeah. Um, and so how did your kind of journey into fitness begin? <clears throat> Man, um, well, I graduated with my degree in psychology and business and played college football at a D3 school, Linfield College, and I was always just considered myself a student athlete, so um, I was in the weight room like every day. Like, that was my thing. Yeah. You know, that was my thing. And I started, you know, I was in seventh, eighth grade, and you see what, like, the older kids at the high school are doing. I went to Sammamish High School. Shout out, Totems. What's up? Sweet. Um, I'm pretty high. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Were you high in school? No, never, oh, man. Okay. I was I was like goody two shoes, yeah, like four point oh kid. Okay, I actually got a B in weightlifting. Oh, in high school. <laughs> you did <laughs> yeah. not. Straight up, yeah, Mr. Bursa. Like, w- come on, man. Come on, like, man. I know. Um, Look, what if he could see you now? Does he know what you're doing now? I don't know. I mean, it's shit's legal. 
We're in Washington State. I'm not talking about the weed. Oh. I'm talking about that he got a B in weight training and his fucking career is <laughs> built around it. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> following your thought weed. line. Antonella, you were yeah. on my path. Thank you. Yeah, I was on your thought <laughs> Sorry line. Sorry about that one. I think Jordan's a little high as well. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, that was some good shit. That was some OG Kush. So I appreciate you, OG Kush makers. Thank you <laughs> for this experience. Um, no, but I, I was like a tense kid. Mm-hmm. And so like... I had a lot of tension and anger mm-hmm. and weight training was like a real healthy way for me to like build, use that energy to build my body up. Right. Cause I was fucking tense. I was really uptight and I was like, so that was like, I was all about control, you know, growing up in a household where there's like a lot of chaos, like you start to figure out ways to like, yo, I, I feel so like scared. I got to get my shit on point. So mm-hmm. I grew up real fast, you know? So I was always like the real responsible kid growing up um and it's really like coming from a place of like fear Mm -hmm. you know beneath all the what were you so scared of oh just growing up in a just like being scared my mom was an alcoholic Mm. um and so there was just like a lot of drama and trauma happening just with she passed away when i was 16 like in and out of treatment situations that's a crazy age to lose your mom holy shit well i mean a lot i mean everyone's has you know their their own story right yeah. this is just mine and so like mine was traumatizing yeah to me you know so like i, I grew up scared um but i to the point where like i didn't know i was scared it's just kind of like my way of being yeah mm-hmm. all the time this is normal <laughs> oh yeah this is yeah. you don't know what you don't know yeah um and like i had all this tension like in my body all the time so like if i wasn't working out really hard like i I had a tough time going to sleep. You know, you get so much like, like stuff stuck in the tissues of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like it bottles up and bottles up. So like weight training was like the healthiest way I knew how to deal with it, but not aware like of this like real unhealthy seed that was pushing this energy out of me, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, so yeah, so weight training, fitness, uh, has just been, I really over identified with my body for the longest time, you know? So like, that's who I was. Mm -hmm. I was like the buff guy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was like the buff guy. And like, I competed in bodybuilding and did that thing. Wow. I competed in competitive powerlifting, did that thing, like did all the things, you know? And like, you can only, uh, go so far down that rabbit hole of like physical fitness to the point where like, why am I doing this? Yeah. anymore like what's this all about again so yoga is like so cool in that regard because like it's all about the inside stuff mm-hmm. you know so like yoga has been like a big piece of like my healing for sure um would you have thought that you would if you could look back like 10 years ago do you think that you could have predicted that at all or you'd been like you're not going to be into yoga <laughs> Like, oh, were you yeah. kind of the weightlifter that was like, fuck yoga, or I only stretch when I have to stretch, or... No, 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 that wasn't my style. Like, I'm open-minded, oh, for cool. sure. Yeah, um, and I've been practicing, like, inconsistently for, like, five or six years. Oh, nice. Just being friends with owners of a nearby studio. Shout out Mike and G. Um, at Bala Yoga, very thankful for you guys. Um, so that was, like, my off-day thing, you yeah. know, I go do yoga. But, like, I got to the point where I was, like, so hurt in my body... Like, I couldn't do anything else but yoga. And I was also, like, broken mm-hmm. emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. Like, I was in a bad spot and scared. And so, like, yoga was, like, the first time I felt, like, really safe, 
That's you know, amazing. I guess. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, uh, and all the shit just came gushing out. <laughs> like Did you have some meltdowns? It. Oh man. Identity crisis for sure. Yeah. Like past two, three years of my life has been like the identity project. Like, wait, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I had this giant like volcano that was just like waiting to erupt of like stress and tension for forever. And it finally just like, like the bubble just popped. Like I got, I I got vertigo. Like I collapsed. <laughs> like I was like, I had, I was so tense and like just frustrated with all these things going on in my life, and like overwhelmed with like all of a sudden I'm a dad. Yeah. And uh, how old is your son? He's two and a half. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, his name's River. He's so tight. <laughs> He's the coolest. So do you think He's that was part of the big shift? I mean, because that was similar. Oh, that time. was the shift. That was the shift. That was the shift. Yeah. So you're looking at this little thing, this little being, this little man that you are now in charge of. Yeah. Yeah. Who's 50% you. Oh, it's the, it's the, it's the coolest. It's yeah. the coolest. But yeah, I, like I, I just experienced it. You know, it wasn't like a thought I had. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, like he was born and I burst out crying. Aww. Just like completely overwhelmed with like oh shit (laughs) like i don't even know you man i just met you you've been like out in this world for like three seconds and like yo i like ride or die i'll die for you right now yeah i'll die for you right now like it's just the trigger goes boom and you're like what the fuck's up yeah (laughs) you know you're just like mufasa in that (laughs) motherfucker like quick yeah and it's like a it's like a love i've never experienced before like you Mm -hmm. think you know what love is or like you have your understanding of what love is and then a kid, your child is born and it's like something completely, mm-hmm. you can't, you know, I mean, you got to experience it, right? You got to experience it. So it's a... Uh, Did it scare the <coughs> fuck out of you? 1,000%. Okay. Yeah, yeah, 1,000%. I would think it would yeah. coming from an upbringing, an upbringing that was so fearful and stressful yeah. to all of a yeah. sudden be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, well, I was like I, an adult child, super adult yeah, child. Yeah. You know, I was going to like... Uh, was it CODA? Co- not Codependent Anonymous? Mm-hmm. No, not was it. It was adult children of alcoholic meetings, mm-hmm. but it's like very similar to the, co- the codependency thing. Mm-hmm. Like you introduce yourself as like, hi, I'm Andrew and I'm an adult child. Yeah, I really should have <laughs> right? gone to something like that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't realize it was even a thing. Yeah. You know, so like I never had treatment or mm-hmm. like, had really any help like processing or understanding what was happening and like all my really? defense mechanisms mm-hmm. around why I did what I did. You know, I was like so scared. Like all I wanted to do was be like loved and liked, mm-hmm. you know, and validated because I was I, like, really getting. I out had of home. two, two, two marriages yeah. and fake boobs. So yeah. Yeah. So you, <laughs> I definitely so you know should have gone up. to yeah. some treatment. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone should. Mm-hmm. Like everyone should. Like we don't know what we don't know. Well, but especially if you're raised in an addict family, or then you go on to marry an addict, and you're like, oh, this shit fucks you up. Like, oh yeah. It's it's a lot more than I just, you know, was born to the wrong parent or born or married the wrong guy yeah. or whatever. It's a, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy how like you like attachment theory, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mommy issues and daddy issues and like how we energetically attract two people that aren't necessarily the healthiest for us, but it feels really good. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's just like energetic attraction, but a lot of the time it's like a toxic situation that's being created and it's, yeah. it's confused as passion. Mm-hmm. Right. But really it's like 
oh no this is just like my trauma really loving your trauma and these things vibe <laughs> fucking hard you know? yeah and until you work yeah. through your traumas you're not going to be with the person that actually helps you grow and totally and yeah. levels you up you're gonna be with somebody that's reliving yeah. all the things that you couldn't control when you were growing up it's crazy shit i think it's the coolest stuff though too that it shit is. fascinates me it is it's like how like for real like the it's just like the cliche like your vibe attracts your tribe mm-hmm. like, well, that's so true though <laughs> like, i'm telling you man it's yeah. like like the energy you put out you're going to receive back in to the universe it's just like the yin and the yang of the thing you know so like if you're like operating from an unhealthy space like you know everything that we see is just a manifestation of like what's going on internally inside of us right so it's like you're gonna continue to like energetically like these fucking frequency waves we got off these speakers <laughs> up here and they were talking about earlier you yeah. know like we all have these just these bodies of energy and like that are just like interacting with each other all the time and it's and you feel it and when you, can you feel that when shit. you get that and then you look at this being that's just been handed to you and you realize that oh, yeah. you are going to be literally their entire life for the first probably five or six years right your your parents are the most important thing to you ever until you start to have teachers and school and friends in that capacity Mm -hmm. but i'm sure you look down at that point and you're like oh like this is an energetic exchange and Mm -hmm. you are this brand new thing that i'm gonna have Mm -hmm. to mold so what energy am i gonna give to you and Mm -hmm. and what space am i operating from yeah yeah it'll get your shit together real quick (laughs) oh yeah well it's not what you say it's what you do yeah right and so like if i didn't like get real honest with myself like uh, you know i was gonna be operating from a space of lying Mm -hmm. and so my kid's gonna lie like they're little mirrors so it's like i gotta i got some healing to do here (laughs) i gotta figure out like who i am because like i'm scared Mm -hmm. you know so like there was just all this stuff that I like I had to be worked through but yeah my kid was like that's that's why I do yoga Mm -hmm. and that's like why I want to get more more men involved in yoga because it gets you in your feelings you know that's all I'm trying to do is like I'm trying to get you in your feelings here so and like have it still be really strong Mm -hmm. and like feel really good and fucking it can be aggressive it can be soft it can be be whatever you want it to be but like but strength comes from vulnerability. And well, yeah, until exactly. you learn how to yeah. be vulnerable, you're not going to actually be strong. You can think you're being strong. Yeah. But you yeah. have to have to go from there. Well, yeah. And I see like for every yin, there's a yang, you know? So you, you have like in order to be your strongest self, you have to be your most vulnerable self. Right. So it's uh, you got to like appreciate that entire spectrum right yeah the same way you got the yin and the yang you've got light and dark and it's really easy to see other people being light and to think like oh all these other people are happy all the time but like everyone's got their dark that they need to go through Mm -hmm. that shadow side um and i think that shadow side is kind of that figuring out part you were talking about how do i figure out what's what's needed for me to break through and be that light yeah but still being okay with knowing that you're not going to spend 24 hours out of every single day feeling fantastic about the world. Like, oh, yeah. You've got to put in the work. No, yeah, you just got to acknowledge it, man. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're not perfect. <laughs> you know, like, you don't, you don't got to pretend, man. Just be mm-hmm. you. Just be you. And, like, that's scary. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times, like, we got shit that's it's easier to ignore. Yeah. You know, so, um, 
So yeah. Yoga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's cool, man. I mean, there's there's you know, there's a lot of bullshit too. Now that I've been in the yoga mm-hmm. sphere for a couple years, uh, it's like there's still people. Yeah. And people aren't perfect, right? And there's ego and there's there's a hustle to it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's there's, there's trying the, to navigate it. Oh yeah. Yeah. None of us have GPS that says exactly where to go and what to turn. We don't have Siri being like, in three hundred feet, turn right. Mm-hmm. You're just like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah. I mean, maybe though. So I don't know if I agree with you. I don't know oh, if it's Siri. But I do feel like there is if we can quiet everything enough, I think there's a definitely a very, very accurate and precise internal compass. Mm-hmm. Now, so the question would be uh, how, what, what depth you're trying to go with this? Because is there an internal <laughs> compass that is saying that is north, or is there an internal compass like fucking Bandersnatch where? Did you? What watch are you that? telling me? Oh, I just watched it for the first. Like, I got, I couldn't, I didn't make it through. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Where did it lose you? Yeah. You're like, oh, hour and a half, I can handle that. And you're like, oh, it's I been was three like, hours. I kept you're messing like, up, man. Yeah. I kept dying. <laughs> there is no messing up. I kept dying. You, I had to keep starting over. <laughs> I know. Yeah, like I kept dying. I was like, I was playing this video game. I was like, fuck, man. Like, I, I give up. I just want to go to. I wanted just to watch this movie. It's the movie. That's life, though. That's the movie. That's, uh, that's the movie. All those decisions you have to make. But that's my point. Is wait, like, so it doesn't end? No. Does it have an ending? There are ten different endings. Oh, okay. But it just doesn't put you in this like fr- fucking like. No. You die every if, time, Luke. No. If if that would be yeah, that would be kind I mean, of funny. If you make the if same choice the every single time. <laughs> yeah. No, man. I didn't. <laughs> But yeah, there were definitely yeah. times where like the the whole point is like it forces you into some decisions because it's like free will. But that's my point. It's like getting to that. <laughs> to where like, I was, yeah. is, is is your is your compass guiding you or is it a fucking Donnie Darko? I have this bubble coming out of my chest. Like I feel like that's where I'm supposed to go. Because I feel like you've mentioned several times that you feel like there that are times where you feel conversation <laughs> between you and I. I but yes, actually, real quick, what's your safe word? Uh, oh, pineapples. Pineapples. Okay. Yeah. Oh, plural. Plural. Pineapples. Yes. Okay. Oh, mine's, mine's singular pineapple. We've never had anybody say a plural of anything. Why did you uh, pluralize it? Oh, I'd, I'd rather have more pineapples than. <laughs> Less. Fair enough. That's I good. like it. It's a good answer. I think he should join the pineapple gang. Yeah. We have a pineapple gang. That sounds sexy. <laughs> it's actually really sexy. Okay, cool. Um, I'm in. So, Jordan, I, I was going to pull my safe word, which I actually don't even have one. <laughs> I should probably come up with one. Yeah. We usually just um, suggest it for the guest in case we go down a, okay. an area that either you can't disclose yet because of job or you just don't want to go down and um i guess i'll say teriyaki oh yes yeah okay <laughs> teriyaki is perfect <laughs> teriyaki is on bomb right, right now well, apparently i stepped over a line no, here, you didn't so i'm gonna pull all. back no i'll go ahead and do it i won't i won't <laughs> pull teriyaki yet sometimes i have you seen donnie darko like when i was in high school okay so sometimes I see or feel like something is actually pulling me in a direction and it's almost tangible. Mm -hmm. 
that's all. I felt that once in my life before. Oh, see, yeah. I'm not that weird. Yeah. Well, I, was, I was pretty high on mushrooms. Yeah. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. No, yeah. I was being pulled, though. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. I was sure. being pulled for, like, my, my lower, like, dentien, like, my second chakra. Yeah. I was just, like, moving and grooving, like, from my belly. Yeah. And just being pulled. Yeah. Mine's a little more stern to me, but okay. yeah. Interesting. I, I definitely feel that. And so I guess my question would come back to that. Does it feel like your sternum has a magnet in it that is telling you where true north is? And sometimes you feel guided toward this direction? I think it's internal. I think it's coming from me. But if I'm... Well, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't... So it doesn't feel like a separate force pulling me. It feels like it's an intuition that all of a sudden it just feels like super your inside is kicking your sternum forward saying go that way yeah <laughs> maybe kind of a little like pull because if it's right i'm literally this i'm like let's go let's yeah. do this and i'm yeah. leading and if it's not right or i'm not sure i'm this. yeah i yeah. guess I'm a little I, I, I probably go much more from a headspace mm -hmm. like my my brain goes places yeah yeah, and I feel like I get in a totally different type of flow state where I'm not thinking about anything. Yeah, and I'm she's just pretty next feeling. level. Like she's she's pretty fucking leveled up. <laughs> it's weird. We what is that? What do you mean? <laughs> like like we always talk about like <clears throat> that there's levels to this shit. Like yeah, of course. And and for me, like we talked about me just wanting to do a bunch of different things. Like me learning something new, like gives me. A, I feel like a level up. Like I've, I've, okay, I've, yeah. I've, uh, I've unlocked an achievement. Yeah. And like, if there's an achievement, we'll take it. Do you ever play video games or were you like not a video game person? I mean, my Nintendo 64 game is pretty strong. Okay. So yes. old school. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not so much that, but yeah. like, I guess you could think about anything where you've got a character and you're trying to like max out their traits. You, so I guess you could think back to like a, like an NBA game or something yeah. where like your player Creative has, player, man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, 10 power, 10 speed, 10 block. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I, I'm I'm not gonna throw out numbers, but she's like real fucking high up there. In oh, you got a like lot of you them. got like 98. Yeah, and so like what what number? 42. Oh, tight. <laughs> What's not, baseline? Not for another week. What's baseline? Well, there is no baseline. Well, if it's yeah. zero to 100, 100 is like you're the you're Buddha. You tell me, right? I'm, no, I'm asking you next level. <laughs> like, and th that's why I said I don't want to like put said numbers full, on you it. You said like full stats though on NBA 2K. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not there. I, I have I said, a long way to go. I said because like because like no one has full stats until you like full on create a player. Like all the players that are like preset for you have like certain positives and certain negatives. I don't know what you're referring to, to that. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, God. Sexually, like, what are we referring what? to? <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> none yeah. of this is sexual. Uh, this, no, it God. is though. It is for sure because it's but it's like Jesus. <laughs> Christ. It's it's all going from this like this this like intuitive next level like you know how like I don't know I guess that was a bad analogy but how she just like knows shit <laughs> that like it's a little if, weird if, if, but the, it, it's not shit like for me like I, I know a lot like she gets annoyed by how much shit that I know because I research shit. He knows a random, so I can tell you the most random like, information you about your Jeopardy game is pretty strong yes but yeah I guess you could say his reddit game is very yeah. strong if there was like not even Jeopardy. Jeopardy like Jeopardy is like actually some like useful information <laughs> and mine's like not really useful information I can just tell you a lot of shit about a lot of shit okay I just I just like learning that way but like <laughs> 
for Antonella, there's a ridiculous amount of intuition that comes into it. That's and cool. so that like whatever pole that we were talking about that you said you've experienced once, like she experiences that stuff all the time. Like she can just like drop in a meditation, like almost instantly. Yeah. And it's not like she's some, it's, it's easy to look at people like gurus or to like, uh, idolize someone who is leveled up or like, I wish I could be like that. But like, that's not the point of it all. Yeah. The point of it is like putting in the work where you need to be like, you're leveling up those character traits that you need to level up at that time. Whereas for her, like she just kind of has this intuition that is normal that I've never experienced with anyone mm. else in my life. And yeah. it was just to like, it put can some be a little weird when you first into the start fact that she's a little <laughs> like, yeah. Can you give me some specific examples here? I mean, please? you know how like people will <laughs> say stupid shit about like, Oh, you finish each other's sentences. Like she'll, know what i'm saying before i like even start saying it oh yeah so it's, i'll it answer like pretty him dialed here, girl. i'll answer him yeah. before he asks the question and he'll look at me like what the fuck and i'm like sorry and, and, it's, <laughs> and it's, so it's, i'm trying to dial it back a little because it can be a no little way. no it, i think it. when you're living with Do people it. when you have it children can be a bit much. it can be a little much and like, like i'm totally cool with it how, but like, how it, is it a bit much because they haven't actually it, said it yet, so like give it's them like, the room to say it. Get the fuck out of my it. head. Yeah, like uh, like you're you're much. in there while I'm still processing that information. You've uh, already known what I'm gonna say fun. for sure, and like it's part of what get draws me to her. It. Like I yeah. love her, and it's great. But there yeah. are definitely times where I'm just like, yeah. whoa. So the challenge for me, and why I want to dial it back a little, is sometimes I don't realize it's happening. I I feel it feels so real. Sorry, I'm reading your mind. Yeah, no, it's similar to when I'm being pulled. It feels so real. It feels like he did already ask me. Yeah. And so I'm answering because I'm not even, I'm not like, ooh, what might he say? I'm going to guess and I'm going to answer. I just literally call out a response and he's like, what the, what? So is it more, is it more telepathically based or is it more empathetically based? So would you consider yourself more telepathic or empath like, empathetic? Em yeah, yeah, definitely empathetic. Yeah. She's extremely empathetic to in a all point different that levels. It's challenging. So you feel that, me. so you feel it and then you already know. Yeah. That's the intuition that you yeah. process an information yeah. and then speak on it. Yeah. It's like, like you, real time. You can talk about so it with that's people. That's a sick superpower. <laughs> it is. Tight. You yeah. can talk about people like twins that can just like know things about each other and they know it. Or like uh, someone who's been in a marriage for a long time. But mm -hmm. like we could be, we were together for like a year and she's just like telling me things that yeah. like I was just about to say. And you're like, what the fuck? And yeah. It's, yeah. it's not just with me. <laughs> like it's, it's with people in general. There's just like. Even this, before we were together, like he was um where were you or i guess it was really early together he was somewhere and i was like oh, yeah. dead asleep like phone not on nothing and i and i just texted her hey and i literally was asleep and i just heard him say hey and i kind of like woke up and i was like weird it felt like he was here got up went to the bathroom came back turned my phone on and from like a text like two minutes before was hey from him and i was like what the fuck? that's cool so yeah. it's just like weird yeah. connections that I but have. But that's where like with, with great power comes great responsibility. Like to pull a superhero quote, like it's basically yeah. that for her where she like, that's why she's trying to pull it back because instead of just like over utilizing this superpower, it's like, how uh, do I use this smart? And yeah. also, I mean, with most superpowers, like they do it and it exerts energy from themselves. And so yeah. she's just like draining herself by pulling information out of me. That's not required because I'm going to say it in three seconds anyway. Yeah. Like, why waste it? Well, and the energetic <laughs> aspect. And that's why when Natalie was saying she teaches 21 classes a week, like, I can't even comprehend that. Like, I absorb so much when mm -hmm. I'm in a classroom mm -hmm. with 30 people to the point that when I first started teaching yoga, I actually went through training just to have an added benefit for my 
private training clients, I had no desire mm-hmm. to teach in a classroom because I was like, I can't handle yeah. 30 people's energy. Like I'm used, so used to working one-on-one or maybe two or three people. And so I've always had to be really careful about that. And when we run teacher training, same thing. We'll have 15 people who are literally transforming their lives in our hands with their 200-hour training. And mm-hmm. they're going through hell and back. Mm-hmm. And we are managing that space. Holy shit. That like, mm-hmm. yeah, that wipes me out. Yeah, But I love it. You, but you seem pretty transparent to, here. I have to yeah. learn to really like. Yeah. I mean, there's like with every gift, there's like there's a curse not that this is a curse but like it's a lot it's a lot to manage it's a lot yeah. i feel like my son is very gift, similar what to me gift. so i'm always already cool. kind of watching him a little bit with it because i feel like he's a sponge and yeah. bailey the both my kids are very spongy yeah. they take on energy they have to learn how to build their own boundaries for themselves yeah. health-wise with jordan like the, the challenge with us being this close is if he's having a shitty day or if he's stressed out or got in a fight with somebody, it's really hard for me to not suddenly absorb all of that and then feel that way as well, even mm. if it doesn't have anything to do with me. All of a sudden, I'm sucked down a bad mood yeah. hole, and I'm like... <sighs> yeah, you mentioned like you have a lot of tension and anger from when you were a kid, and I, in my own super privileged way, have the same type of thing and so even though i'm super into philosophy and yoga and meditation and wellness and like trying all these different things i can there's always just this just fuse that is so short and so ready to go all the time and i can be so zen and so perfect and everything's great and then just something just like yeah gets me who loses shit out of nowhere and you're like whoa (laughs) and it's not always like mad he might not i mean maybe maybe somebody in that car in front of him like he'll all of a sudden be so mad and i'm like whoa Mm. where did that even come from or um the rage or worry or if something (laughs) bad happens well so that's where like that there's a lot of anxiety and you use the word tension and i think mine would be anxiety and mine is manifested in a physical disability um because i was i should have played collegiate water polo um and then i ended up in the er and was down 45 pounds and like (laughs) couldn't function and so my body has kind of internalized this anxiety in a Mm. way that made it physical. Um, And I couldn't go just pump it out at the gym or go do a sport because my body would just give up. Um, And so it's been really trying to learn how to deal with that anxiety. And the older I get, the more I realize like it's, it's all centered around that anxiety. Like those anger outbursts, like they're definitely started by anxiety Mm -hmm. there's some piece in me that is anxious and once i get anxious then my immediate reaction is to blow up and push that anxiety away along with whoever's with me Mm. and so it's like there's there's some pretty intense times but that's where for her because she's so empathetic like being around that can be really intense for her Mm -hmm. um and i mean she's also like lived through two divorces (laughs) and has two teenage children so she's seen a lot more than i have and she's well, been through and i a lot was more. raised in two divorces and yeah. then i had two divorces mm. weird how that works yeah, yeah. quite similar mm-hmm. yes <laughs> i think uh anxiety comes from fear anger yeah. comes from fear all of it comes from fear period and if men were allowed to have fear and sadness and the full range and spectrum of emotions then there would be a lot less anger Oh, totally. And I mean, I just like everyone, I, I 
on the outside, like I was doing everything perfectly fine when all this shit was going on. I was mm-hmm. still getting my 4.0 and I was like doing my thing as an athlete and just as a, trying to be like a good dude. Yeah. Right? Um, so like everyone just assumes like, okay, that person's good, mm-hmm. you know? So like there's no, but in, and life goes on. And like I love my dad, but like he didn't know how to deal with the shit, you know, he, me and two other kids. You know, my younger brother and sister. And so it's like... And your mom passed when you were 16? Yeah. So was he, up up until that point, was he like an involved dad or was he the dad? No, my dad's playing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, he was there. I'm just saying like he's... He's fucking exhausted. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's exhausted. All of a sudden it's all on you. Yeah. So it's like, yo, man, you got to like... You're the oldest here. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like figure it out, man. So what ages were your younger siblings? Um, at the time when your si- mom passed, uh, my sister's twelve or thirteen, mm-hmm. and my brother was nine. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like you know, addicts, you know, fifty percent of the time their children become addicts, mm-hmm. and there's like, like you're saying, like you parents had two divorces and mm-hmm. you've had two divorces. It's like yeah, we just like do the same shit, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like so unconsciously. Yeah. So do like, you feel like? Uh, the gym became sort of a physical addiction for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't feel like I, you know, during the time, didn't feel like I had an unhealthy relationship with it. Mm-hmm. It was just my way of, like, moving through the world. Um, but now, you know, hindsight, like, being having some different perspective here, it's like, totally, yeah. Like, I had this, you know, addiction is just, like, this sense of, like lack of wholeness Mm -hmm. and so like you're trying to fill that with something whether you're addicted to you know substance or sex or relationships you know like you try and fill this piece with something else other than like your own self-love and like healing Mm -hmm. Um, because the other things that you're addicted to are creating some sort of a response in your brain or in your heart that that is missing and so then you you would get addicted to that feeling. So it's less about the substance itself. Cause I have had my own shares of addicts that, um, they quit one thing yeah. and then, then this new thing would pop up. Oh, right. oh, and then this thing. Oh, and then when you're sober of all the things, then you're just spending or right. It mm-hmm. just, it manifests in so many different ways. Totally. totally. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> with addiction, it's like, uh, it's just like, you, you there's so many reasons as to why people get addicted, you know, but like a lot of the time it's just like you're sad mm-hmm. and you're trying to numb out or you're scared. So you're trying to numb out or there's fear. Like you said, like there's two root emotions, right? It's like either love based or fear based. Mm-hmm. Right. So usually the things like that are rooted in fear are unhealthy for us energetically. So like that shit just gets passed on. Lead with love. On. I always say lead with love whenever he goes to have, a conversation or an outing with challenging people <laughs> in his life that there's yeah. been drama with that lead with love, babe, lead with love. Yeah. It's easier said than done sometimes. Yeah. You know, I feel it for sure. Right. Like I've recently gone through something where I was wronged big time, you know, by like someone who was, I thought was a friend of mine. Mm. And so like every part of me, you know, wants to, do x and x and x and x and x and say this and you know some bullshit whatever uh and then it's like what why why 
<laughs> you know, like how is that going to? How be was good I for like? Me? I don't need to put that out there, yeah. man. Like I got that energy. Okay, I'll deal with it in the healthiest way I can. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll namaste that shit out my system yeah, with some like of yoga. with some chaturangas and some shit. You know, so it's like oh, or breathe. Yeah. You know, like there's you have your coping strategies that are like hopefully your coping strategies like are healthy healing right. strategies. Um, yeah, you mentioned yeah. Wim Hof. Do you feel? I don't know if you mentioned that pre-podcast or what, uh, but we were talking about Wim Hof. Yeah. Uh, you said you do that breathing. Um, yeah. Since you've been through a training and done some pranayama, do you like what's your take on Wim Hof versus other? I guess we'll call them more ancient types of breathing. Yeah, I mean, I'm by no means any pranayama or breath expert <laughs> by any means, but just for my personal like experiences, yeah. uh, I do Wim Hof more than anything. You know, um, other than like, you know, trying to ujjayi like 24 <laughs> <laughs> seven, like just to get that Agni, you know, just on fleek, I and love just, you. just rolling with some good internal heat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when you feel buttery on the inside, like the outside just feels more buttery. So it's can we like, make a shirt that says Agni on fleek? Sure. <laughs> Let's do it, please. I'll, I'll go, through, you, go through Anna uh, and Megan. Yeah. You're getting a I don't think anyone's going to buy that t-shirt. But, okay. <laughs> I would fucking buy that t-shirt. Are you kidding? Uh, Anybody who's gone through our yoga teacher trainings would be like, sold. Yep. I want one. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'll take like 10%. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay, well, I might cool. just put... Like Coach Drew says, and then put it like. Oh yeah. Well, if you definitely don't want to sell any T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, definitely put that on there. <laughs> Deal. Okay. Sounds like a great business plan we have in the works. Here. I have investors. Cool. <laughs> so the question was more just centered around the oh, yeah. the Wim Hof aspect <laughs> of the fact that you yeah. do it regularly, and yeah. uh, I guess what what you glean from it because it's really easy. Again getting into gurus and thinking about these people that have shit figured out. Uh, I think Wim Hof is vastly approaching one of the status of one of those individuals. Mm. I think he's, from what I know, he's a fantastic man and I don't think he's going to get a huge head about him, but I haven't even considered that. He is reaching some fame right now. Like Mm -hmm. people are all fucking about Mm -hmm. Wim Hof Mm -hmm. and I am too. Like I first found out about him a few years ago through Joe Rogan was Mm -hmm. like instantly like, all right, I like this shit. Yeah. Uh, whether or not I actually did it, like I'm just, I'm just doing a cold shower challenge of his right now. Okay. But like, what does that entail? Uh, just take, taking whatever, uh, temperature shower you want. And then at the end of the shower, turning it down to below 70. So I usually go to like 60. Most people can't tell what the temperature is of their shower. We have one of these cool led ones that through the pressure of the water, it, it lights up with a color to tell you how warm your shower is. What? Pretty cool. Yeah. I fucking love it. It was like 30 bucks on Amazon or some shit. Oh, I it's not like some 2019 nah, like techno shower no, thing. No, it like, it okay. doesn't like rave light up or something. Just like if it's cold, it's blue. If it's warm, it's green. If it's hot, it's red. Okay. It's just, and, like it ha- and, and it just shows a number on it. Like, so it uses the pressure of water yeah. to generate electricity to just give a little led light that looks like your alarm clock basically these tiny little like digital that's cool leds um random jordan knowledge yeah yeah, yeah. but so, i've never really considered that I was like oh this feels good yeah right that's what i'm not like at. i'm not like okay it's probably like 82.6 yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no that right not too hot oh right there yeah <laughs> it's yeah, helpful for the cold yeah. showers though because like apparently you're supposed to do it below 70 degrees but like if you're showering in a 101 degree shower and you turn it down to 75 yeah. it feels fucking cold yeah but you're still honestly at a pretty warm temperature oh. um yeah i just cranked that like 
crank that shit like what's the coldest thing possible yeah, yeah. that's yeah. like and i just chill there for like a couple minutes jesus christ yeah so the, t- the challenge is to take a warm shower and then at the end of it yeah. uh start with 15 seconds do 15 seconds five days of the week and then the next week do 30 seconds okay. next day 45 next day 60 just to yeah. like slowly work yourself in anything because yeah. i uh was always that type of person that would just go to the extreme. They'd yeah. be like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to fucking do it. And then I would do it, but then not be able to stick with it because it was sure. either too intense or I would hurt myself. Like when I got into weightlifting a ton, like that was it. Like I always ended up hurting myself because mm-hmm. I would look at what other people were doing and be like, I need, I can do that. And instead of working my way into it, it just was like zero to 60. Um, but I mentioned it for the Wim Hof breathing just because people love to tout certain things. And right now the Wim Hof breathing is highly touted. People swear by it, the whole cold thing, the whole breathing thing. And so my question was more directed at you of what you feel you glean from it. And I guess how it's different than any other types of breathing you've done. Yeah. Um, you know, my pranayama game is pretty weak, man. Like I don't do a lot of, you know, Kapala Bhaktis and the, I don't even know the names of them, man. Like I, I oh, wish I really could speak good on book. it. I'll send you. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like my my yoke, my my game's pretty weak. You know, I'll do like my my Ujjayi game's pretty strong, and like my Wim Hof game's pretty strong, man. So um, there's like a lot of breathing techniques that are like I'm super down to like get into. There's some really it's like there's cool so many stuff. things. Yeah. yeah, there's so many fucking things to learn. You well, know, like the- right now I'm trying to make sure like I got my down dog on point. Here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, it takes a while. Yeah. Trust me, dude. Yeah. Fuck, it's yeah. that's the pose that everyone's like, oh, that's the easy pose. No, it's a that's fucking super hard, hard pose. For him. Oh yeah, I man, yeah. I'm tight. Yeah. yeah, I'm tight. You know, that's like, oh, this is I got so much opportunity for growth here. Like, like I fell in love with it. And like in terms of like the the physical movement practice, because I'm a physical dude, mm-hmm. you know, like I I have an intuition as well. And like but I, when you move, you got to breathe, right? Oh, yeah, man. One thousand percent. One thousand. So <clears throat> I don't know. I just try and make sure people breathe through their nose. Mm-hmm. Like even when they're training with me, like at my gym, yeah. like doing our strength. Yeah, training. no huffing and puffing. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, don't be a mouth breather. Yeah. Like, like get that deep internal fire going and also at the same time it's more you know parasympathetic system Mm -hmm. inducing so it gets you more relaxed so you can like really get into a healthier space when you're training you can really get into your body more Mm -hmm. well that's the wim hof stuff right Mm -hmm. the wim hof really pushes that parasympathetic aspect yeah um yeah so i guess the question is less of like how good are you at breathing and can you name seven types of pranayama but more like what what benefits do you feel like you get oh. from Wim Hof's specific style of sure. breathing? Sure. No, I just feel centered, man. Like yeah. um, when I can get like that much fresh oxygen, like into my balls, you know what I'm saying? Like you get it like deep <laughs> in your body. Like balls when you're weird, for mine real, goes you get balls up. deep. Oh no, mine gets like in my butt. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, it gets right. like, it gets to like my root chakra. Okay. Right? It gets in there and it feels like invigorating yeah. and like, uh, it sounds weird. <laughs> it's like, sounds kind of sexual. When you get your whole, oh, it is. But like all all energy is yeah, like has yeah. a sexual piece to True. it. But it's like, um, it's invigorating. Like you do that with a cold shower every morning, and like you're good. Like I love my coffee. You know, don't get me wrong. But like, you feel super fresh. You feel like you, like are starting the day like as fresh as possible, like a newborn baby. And it's like you feel clear headed and you're like more on, on point with who you are. Now, are you doing full like ice bath or are you just going as oh, cold no, as you can? I just in the cold shower, shower yeah. for a couple minutes and do your breathing. Just and do, do my it, breathing. Babe. Yeah. 
I just do three rounds. It takes like that's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah it, it takes no, like 10, 10, 12 minutes for me. You know, I can hold my breath for like a couple minutes. Like that's like it. What What are you saying, babe? I said, are you doing the Wim Hof method with it? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just doing cold showers. Well, I'm doing like a a small amount of it, but that's how you like hype yourself up for it. Cool. So I'll spend like a minute to two minutes basically just flooding my brain with excess oxygen basically hyperventilating mm-hmm. in its own way of like inhaling more than i'm exhaling out just mm-hmm. to like fill up deeper and deeper and deeper and that helps me survive it for sure mm-hmm. but yeah. I've, I've, I've never gotten where i've been doing it for you know 10 12 minutes at a time to yeah. really just breathe that long yeah um I mean, in, in that way, it's like a meditation. Like that's where for me, I've focused a lot more on meditation and how do I, mm-hmm. um, cause I guess, I mean, it, it's backwards, but to talk more about just how my brain wants to learn new things <laughs> and do a lot more stuff like yeah. that. I like doing guided meditations where I'm learning tips and tricks about things. Um, whereas, you know, the real, real deep work of meditation is just watching your breath and starting over. And that's where that's essentially Wim Hof is just only focusing on your breath, super deep, super intense Mm -hmm. flow with it and Mm -hmm. then hold your breath. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That last piece I haven't been doing of holding the breath. Oh yeah. That's so fun. You just have like your little timer next to you. You're like open it up. Like, all right, mid 20. Okay. I'm close my eyes again. Oh my God. Uh, 40. Okay. Terrible. (laughs) I need to do that because I grew up swimming. And so like, I'm, I've got really good breath. And she's got awful breath. Horrible. Uh, like in terms of like the to taste and the texture here. Yeah. Or in terms of no. like, like when, she, when we wake up, up in the morning. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> rude. No, holding breath. Like yeah. if we go in a pool and we try you. to like, I, I, he's down there to the point that I think he's dead. And I'm like, how is he still down there? And it's, I, it's like 20 to 30 seconds. <laughs> and she's like, so is he dead? <laughs> I'm like, this is like a quarter of what I used to be able to do. But yeah, seems like forever. So I definitely, I definitely enjoy that aspect too. It's something that I've like really wanted to get into. It's, it's, it's on its way. You know, you said there these like these like critical moments where just everything changes. Um, And the big one was starting January one. Like we're we're in talks of trying to have a kid, and I've done enough research again with me just knowing tons of random shit about like how important it is for the male to be healthy. Um, and to be in a clean state of mind physically and or mm-hmm. mentally and mm-hmm. physically just so that like your body is at peak condition. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really what I'm trying to do at the moment is mm-hmm. how can I get everything, all these baselines, how can I max out my shit to 10 before oh, yeah. I have a kid so that he can all yeah. automatically have like sperm a better chance. Power. So the sperm power yeah. is fully. Yeah. I want my kid to start with, you know, full max capacity. Oh yeah, man. When me. you plant that seed, you want that seed to be healthy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. And especially a lot of for me. don't realize that. They think it's all on the carrier. They think yeah. the woman has to be in this great health, but like that male is just as important, if not and, like, more. I've got oh. an autoimmune disease. And so yeah. it's like, the last thing I want to do is give my kid an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. So it's my brain is definitely centered around this. Like mm. I, I got to I'm already starting from a little bit of a detriment. So how can I like mm-hmm. get all of that shit under control so that he doesn't start with a detriment? Mm. Yeah. What are the, I mean, what's the likelihood that that happens? Uh, it's, it's interesting. They don't really know. Yeah. Um, it's hereditary. It's okay. not necessarily passed down from one to another. Um, the likelihood of it can increase in different things. Her family has some autoimmune disorder stuff in it that she doesn't have. And it usually skips a generation. Yeah. So like, who knows? It could come from her mom's side yeah. that, you know, because 
mine is already has a chance of an autoimmune disorder. It's like doubled, you know, sure. yeah, fuck. Okay. I don't understand genetics, <laughs> but 23 and me. Yeah. Have okay. you, have you done anything with 23 and me? No, I didn't. The ancestor DNA mm. to oh, figure out like which parts of the world. How I was is from. that? Where are you from? Um, I'm like, a, I'm, I'm a mutt. Where do you get this <laughs> accent from? You have an accent. Oh, he I'm, like, I'm from Bellevue, girl. What's up? I know. He like almost kind of sounded like Ryan yeah. for a tiny bit. My, my brother-in-law, Ryan, is from Kentucky. Oh. And I thought <laughs> you had some sort of... My dad... Uh, Southern. No, I mean, no. my dad was born in Boone, North Carolina. Oh, like, oh that's probably why. But he grew up... It doesn't matter. Like, he didn't... This is... <laughs> never in my life has anyone ever said that I sound like I'm from... Kentucky. You don't sound right. like you're from no. here. Right. Ryan doesn't sound. sound like he's from Kentucky no. at all, but Who's he Ryan is. Again? My brother-in-law, oh, okay, he's yeah. a rapper. He oh. has lived in Florida, in Kentucky, in Africa, in yeah. Greece. So his his accent's very interesting and you maybe, can't really pinpoint it. Maybe it's just a bald white dude thing. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. But Probably. You, you, you kind of have the a... boy's got some flav. You, you, have, a, you have a similar, uh, I guess you could say flav. You have a similar flav to him. Yeah. Oh, cool. Like a rapper? Yeah. Sort of, Sweet. yeah. <laughs> Is that what you would have wished growing up? I want to sound like a rapper. Oh, I mean... You said you listen. I don't know if that's to, a conscious thing. But you listen you know? to rap and hip hop. Well, he's up. a conscious hip hop artist, so... That's yeah. true. Conscious thing. Yeah, very true. I'm just saying, like, I don't think I have consciously decided to say like i'm gonna start talking like a rapper. no no, no. <laughs> yeah i don't, I don't talk think like a rapper <laughs> i don't think it's on purpose but no okay yeah, i can i can hear it though i think that's, i think that's that's the, funny but thank you that's the inner part i of guess you. that that unique little character that no one else really sees it's just inside of you oh, you have a certain I, perception I feel like I'm, this is this is just who i am yeah oh no i mean <laughs> yeah. well so i understand that there's like yeah. there's like who i am but there's always this like deeper inside person of like who you are around like your best friend or yeah. around yourself when you're doing weird shit like yeah. it's just there's, there's definitely a, a character that we all portray and yeah. even if that character is in its essence you there are slight different tweaks to that character depending on who you're around our weirdo his weirdo comes out like, sometimes. She said it. Like, she said it last night. Like we were oh, laying yeah. in bed. She's we like, God, so weirdo, she's, like, we, she's like, we couldn't be with anyone else. <laughs> we're both so weird. We're so yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. Well, we're like at in that moment of that's being fun. just as fucking weird. Yeah, as we we both so look fun. at each other and we're like, we're so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most fun thing about like being in love is yeah. like being the fucking weirdest of weird so with your person. Weird. You I don't know? even know what and sounds like, And you're like, yo, if anyone else saw this, they'd be like, what the fuck? We but it's like, okay with your person, you know? We're like making the weirdest noise. I don't even know what yeah. we were doing. And we you just don't looked have to at each other. It. I don't even know. You don't have to explain it. We yeah, just, everyone knows what you're talking everyone. about. You know I hope I mean. everyone knows the, what you're talking about. That like moment. That's like a real special type of thing yeah. that you can share with someone, yeah. for sure. It's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, those are very few people in your life mm. who see that, like, flavor of weirdness. Yeah. You know? Like, but, I'm a weird dude. But sparks right? of it but come like, out. who gets the fucking weirdest yes. of the weirds, right? Yeah. 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 And so yeah. Th there's pieces of that that come out that you start to see with people when you kind yeah. of, like, peel open the layers of the onion. You start to, to yeah. see those deeper layers. And there's, there's a piece of it to yeah. everything. Do yeah, you see fun. that stuff yet with your son? Do you start to see his like character moments, like his moments when he's around everybody and then the moments where he's just around you and you're like, oh, oh. yeah, I get full, full effect. Yeah. Yeah. Like live and direct. Like he's the man. <laughs> like he's so fun, but he's shy. Yeah, he's I'm sure. Shy, you see, know, like, like but he opens up live and direct. 
Like that just felt like such like a, a, a hip hop lyric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I listen to a lot of Snoop Dogg. That's like the. Like I feel like everyone from Washington is gonna be like direct. <laughs> On um, Christmas, my kids got to pick what meal we made, and Bailey is like, I mean, within fifteen seconds, my daughter sends me a link for Snoop Dogg's chicken and waffle recipe. <laughs> so we made fried chicken and waffles for Christmas morning. Uh, that's breakfast. awesome. How were they? They were so good. Dang, they, uh, were they were so good. Nice. Yeah, I I was really impressed with it actually. That's awesome. So you want to know the part of the trick though? I'm gonna say it. I'm giving it away, Snoop. Um, potato chips in the coating. Oh, like crumbled up potato chips were in the batter. Oh, and it was yeah, so good. It sounds so dirty. <laughs> it <was> so, <laughs> it good. so dirty on a waffle and delicious. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It's good stuff. I've had chicken waffles in a long time. That's like some good grub. <laughs> and they were like homemade. I had some like legit, like just a hearty breakfast yesterday. Though nice. it was like. A giant pancake that was like all blueberries yeah. <laughs> with like a hella butter and syrup, two eggs just slapped on top, and oh, then like yum. four of those like meat sausages <laughs> around. Most conscious meal of all time. Nice. And just, yeah, I was eating it with like my aunt and uncle's 102 year old neighbor, Aww. like just chilling in Fall City with my son <laughs> hanging out. They're, he's, they're 100 years apart. My son's two. This guy's 102. Wow. His name's Frank. And they just kick it. Like, we were having breakfast over there on wow. Sunday. What a perfect moment. I got some good pictures. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's do you great. have Do you have good grandparents? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, wait. Do I or does do my son? Do you have good grandparents? I mean, I'm sure. I didn't know them. Mm. That That's kind of why yeah. I ask. Yeah. Just because that, like, getting... Uh, tidbits of information from someone who's that old like i feel like there are definitely some times in my life where i feel like i've missed out on some opportunities to have relationships with grandparents um like I, like my dad's side's all gone yeah um my mom's sides uh my grandma's still around and her mm -hmm. third husband who's my grandpa and he's mm -hmm. amazing but mm -hmm. like um i don't know i always wonder about that like what older generations have to teach us because it's oh, super yeah. easy to be in whatever moment we are here now and be like, oh, I fucking get it. I got the answers. I yeah. figured it out. Yeah. Like to talk to someone who's that old, it's got to be sweet. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's ain't, he ain't saying shit. He's, <laughs> he's speaking like Dutch gibberish right oh, now. No. I can't understand <laughs> a word he's saying. Oh, no. But like, <laughs> Damn, you have this, this yeah. wealth of knowledge in front oh, of you. Yeah. And no, you're he's like, kind of lost it. The guy's kind of gone. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's like so excited to hear what you learned. From I know. That you, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, yeah. There goes that. That was amazing. <laughs> no, I mean, okay. Well, this guy's tight. Oh, I'm sure. Frank. His name's Frank. You can right? learn a Frank lot without speaking shit. Uh, shit. No, I've known Frank though. I mean, like, I grew up on this. So my aunt and uncle live out in Fall City on the Snoqualmie River. Not and crazy. the past couple Saturdays, me and my son have spent the night Saturday night there because I'm waking up Sunday morning to go teach yoga at the Salish Lodge. Yeah, that's right. And it's super cool. Um, but we're having this fun little sleepover at my aunt and uncle's house. And I grew up going there since I was like five, six years old. And it's just like my when I think of home. This mm. is like on the Snoqualmie River. It's just David Powell Road. It's like beautiful. And uh, their neighbor, Frank, has been their neighbor the entire time. So I've known him for All right. 25 years. Right. And like up until like maybe literally like three, four years ago, he was in his garden like daily, mm. daily, just grinding. And he was like a, he's this Dutch guy, you know, it was like World War II occupied, like lived 
through that shit. Wow. The guy was born in 1916, right? Wow. And came over to America and worked in carnation farms and like milk cows. That's what he did for like 50 something years. <laughs> he just milked cows for 50 years straight. So he's still always talking about cows. Like he loves talking about cows. <clears throat> and I'm not trying to paint this picture as this no. guy like dumb. This guy is fucking, no, for sure. this guy is smart as a whip, right? He's just, no, he's we're just, laughing. He's like, I love the way you tell stories so much <laughs> keep going okay yeah you're <laughs> very engaging oh well, this, yeah. this i'm just saying frank is like he's the dude like be like frank he made zucchini bread he just grew fucking like shit ton of zucchinis his entire <laughs> life yeah. and then would just make zucchini bread Yum. and he would just like just would mash zucchini bread like Dude, breakfast lunch and dinner fat amount of zucchini bread. yeah so i think good. organic healthy zucchini bread or like zucchinis is like one of the main key ingredients to like a healthy and long life yeah that milking cows maybe <laughs> i don't know the dude's cool though it's wow. he's like really cool and how great, I mean, you said you've grew, you've grown up with them 25 years, and yeah. then you're sitting there eating the best pancakes ever oh, yeah. with your son Thank you and for him. continuing to bring the conversation back to <laughs> the like, actual topic. I just keep picturing it, <laughs> I'm just and going it's fucking so off. cute. Yeah. It's so cute. I love that moment. <clears throat> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that back off for a second. So uh, floating the river. Oh, yeah. Are they at a spot where you would float by oh, on that yeah. river? Oh, so they put in directly across from the, where they live right so like the, which which one so like there's the fall city there's now like past like four or five years there's like a fall city inner tube company that like yeah. that drives people yeah. up right that's, and that's what everyone does for like it's like five bucks a tube or yeah. and a shuttle up right and it's like a brilliant business right but so like where they put in is the like the other side of the street is my aunt and uncle's house nice yeah so yeah. they probably go in a little bit before i'm trying to remember where we went in because we did that once with some friends but i've grown up floating that river oh it's the best man yeah yeah that that was my jam that's one of the main reasons i named my son river was because of that nice that space right there man yeah i was just wondering if i'd ever like uh gone on shore at your parents place or something Uh, (laughs) but probably not so it's on the opposite it's on the opposite side man yeah 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 i guess that definitely makes sense because yeah there was like a golf course on one side like halfway down um but yeah we uh i had a 20 25 foot diameter water trampoline in high school i grew up on pine lake um what yeah you had a water trampoline on a lake <laughs> yeah. you grew up with yeah that was you yeah god that was that kid you were that kid yeah. that's fucking amazing <laughs> I man. Know. that's some shit you see on nickelodeon that's, when you're little that's and you're the like house Fuck that those you're guys trying man to, like i'm no, trying to be that person. i was always trying to get the invite i was like <laughs> i need to be friends with that kid uh, they yeah. so i ended yeah. up like being really good friends with like all the popular kids at skyline i didn't go to skyline i went to a private school i wanted to go to skyline so bad but i had a buddy that i knew who like lived across the street and i was uh a sophomore in high school um and just chilling one day and he comes knocking on the door and was like hey can we go use your water trampoline and they'd like just gotten it like a year before and i was like yeah sure like let's go and he introduced me to three dudes who ended up being my best friends they're all they were all in my wedding wedding as my best man like 
homie status and yeah. just met him through this water trampoline yeah uh which was amazing and so we like grew up on that thing and that then, sounds amazing what a childhood i know yeah. a water trampoline yeah. in your backyard on a fucking lake that's what? like warm and God. no that's like summer camp shit be that you think yeah. about like oh remember that one time we went on that water trampoline <laughs> we did literally, it daily <laughs> literally like every weekend it'd be that's like cool. it'd be like friday and we would all be like off of school and we'd all just dip out to the water trampoline and just lay out there all day in the sun that's and the then best. when yeah. they were adults they so, got really fucked up and took the water trampoline. So, no, hold on. Didn't get like super <laughs> fucked up, but some people ended up getting really fucked up because that's what happens on the river. So yeah. people get too wasted. Right. But anyway, so we had already moved here to this spot. The water trampoline had been like fully deflated and it's sitting in here right now. I can go show it to you. It's just this deflated mound. Uh, and it had some holes in it from years of like every time you take it out down and put it away like in the winter and then having to like bring it back out like just holes get in you have to patch it so it had seen some shit uh and it wouldn't stay inflated for more than like two hours and so i was like fuck it i'm gonna take this thing down the river <laughs> and so we brought uh, a blower great idea because we used to blow we used to uh, blow it up with a blower and so i brought a blower with like one of the backpack gas power blowers Tight. and just used a blower to blow it all the way up uh tried to patch up everything i could and then we just floated down the river in that thing and like we had some like really long poles and we would just like use it to like push us off so sick. it was one of the greatest memories of my life that sounds amazing i just got super hot on an edible and like people were drinking and you're just like laying on this fat ass water trampoline just floating down the river that sounds like one of the best days of all time (laughs) that's pretty great that sounds cool man yeah i just love chilling on a little inner tube yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) just grooving man just like okay yeah that river has so many memories for like all my friends we try to go at least once a year and the kids like to come and then for a wedding gift we actually got we haven't used it yet Mm -hmm. uh, a big four-person one with like a cooler in the middle yeah we're that's the life break that like, in yo washington state like floating down the river is it's like that's good really yeah, good it feels spot. really good yeah we're blessed for sure i love it i love everything about this area do you ever go up past the river do you go up skiing or in the mountains at all mm, no yeah. <laughs> i like there's a part of me it's like one day yeah i'm gonna start snowboarding or one day i'm gonna be mr snowshoe and like be doing all the winter shit <laughs> But like I never do. Interesting. It's like I just gotta go fucking do that thing. You're so, doing your cold showers, but you're not getting out <clears throat> to play in it. I'm tired. Well, yeah. coaching so, like thirty hours a week, you know, yeah. it's like it was single dad. It's like I went, <laughs> I went to REI too to add another piece to it, and I was talking to the guy trying to get fitted for some boots, and he was like Warren Miller. Do you know who Warren Miller is? Yeah, yeah, he's just like an all time gangster in the ski world, uh, making movies, and he. Uh, he was like, yeah, the guy at REI told me that Warren Miller had a quote that skiing was like standing in a cold shower and ripping up $20 bills because mm. it's just so fucking expensive mm. and it's so cold. <laughs> so it's like, you know, a cold shower, you're in like a controlled environment. Like you step out of the cold shower, you're in your warm house. Like to her, she hates not being in the hot shower because she'll be too cold afterwards. Where for, for me, when I take a cold shower, I feel warmer when I get out of that shower than if I had been in there and gotten really warm and then gotten And I feel like I'm going to (laughs) die. I hate it. Have you done like the ice bath version of the thing? No. Oh, yeah. She never will. Yeah. Oh, you got to do it. I never say never. I I just don't think she has enough drive to do it. She does enough shit that that's not the top of her priority. It's not really a priority for me, but I'm cold a lot. Mm. Like my hands, She's, my feet. So are cold going back all to the, the ancestry.com, she did yeah. 23andMe. I got it for her. And her 
lineage is all Italian mm. and North African. And so like she grew up in the equator and she wants warmth and she wants heat and yeah. her body needs it. Yeah. And so to live somewhere like Washington where it's cold and damp in yeah. the winter, she's already cold as fuck. And so yeah. for her to even imagine taking cold showers. Yeah. She's a warm blooded animal. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I get it because <coughs> of where we live. If I'm not wearing layers upon layers and drinking warm beverages throughout the day and sometimes even like last week there was a day i had my scarf on all day long did not take it off once if i don't do that i'm so cold she also loses her voice yeah that's weird (laughs) yeah she needs the warmth Mm -hmm. yeah like i think i feel like i'm i'm within my latitude here nice like i I was born and raised here you think i would be acclimated have you ever lived anywhere else yeah. Well, I was born in Honolulu. Oh. And lived there until I was five. So I moved to Bellevue when I was, you know, going into kindergarten. Um, but damn, that sucks moving away from. Oh Hawaii. yeah, but like, I, it's still like that's. I feel like whole West Coast. Like I feel very comfortable in. Like yeah. I start getting further north and further south. I'm a little bit out, like my my latitudes, mm-hmm. right? Just in terms of like where I feel like. I went to Strongest. school in California, uh, in the Bay Area, and it was okay sometimes, but like in the summer when it got up to like 105, I was like, yeah. fuck this. Like, yeah. I am not made for this heat. Yeah. Oh, like, I, I, like can, it, I can go cold good. and I can be fine, but yeah. like, you get me too hot and I'm just. Yeah. I, I can handle it. Like, I'm totally fine with it. Like, for her, she she actually has even more I have a trouble, harder time in Which is heat. weird because she always needs to be warm, but like, she just really lives in this narrow threshold. Mm. Um, and for her to get too hot, like she gets way over. Well, for too you hot. to be like the energetically sensitive person that you are, I can understand. Yeah, why yeah. Like a and then dosha wise, like Ayurvedically, I'm very pitta, and yeah. so I can overheat. Um, and it's more so that I get very dehydrated very quickly. Um, so just staying hydrated is tricky for me mm-hmm. as well. So the extreme heat just dehydrates me. Yeah. Speaking um, of which, take yeah. a sip of your water, babe. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I literally like. He's my water it's, guy. It's yeah, I need, a, I need a water. Can I get a water? Is, do we have one in here? We should have we something should in here. Check out Let the fridge. Let me grab for you. Thanks, man. Yeah, the I like I like having seasons, but in general, it's the cold and damp. It's the hardest for me. If it's just cold, I'm fine. But if you add cold Thank and you. dampness, my body doesn't recover very well. I end up having to do something to kind of mm-hmm. shock the cold out of it. By like, I will go in the shower, and that is as hot as it can go. My skin is bright red and burning, <laughs> and that is the only way to get me to warm up mm. sometimes. Mm. Get like one of those saunas. Yeah, we've yeah, like on this about compound. That. You guys have this entire compound, dude. I have a full. You need like a thousand dollar one. Like, yeah, I have a that's full true. idea yeah. of what I want to do. We have a <clears throat> we have a crazy old RV that we uh we got gifted to us for Burning Man. Took it to Burning Man, broke down on us a million times. The thing is, it's a tank, but it's a tank that needs to be worked on every right. three hundred miles. Uh, and so that's just sitting up there, and we haven't had the wherewithal to like really deal with it and clean it up and sell it because once something's gone to Burning Man it needs a lot of detail before you're going to sell it and we just haven't put in the time but anyway long story short I want to sell that and then the money we get from that put it directly into building a little like sauna with a hot tub 
outside hot tub area. Tight. The issue is like where the RV's parked is also exactly where that would be built. So the RV needs to get sold and out of there before mm. I can do that. But that's definitely my game plan is to try to set up. That sounds some like a project. Sauna. Sauna. That's, it's like, a project. A, that's yeah. like a big old project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's in the, the meantime, like buy one of those thousand dollar ones, like for the winter. Yeah, and just set like it up. Like the ones that they have, like the porch. yoga studio. Yeah. You know, like those infrared ones. We don't have a back porch. Well, we can but set so that, it up in but here. so that's essentially what I want to buy. It's yeah. just I want to build a deck that's like up in the middle of nowhere in, in our backyard area, and then put that prefab custom built one just right Dude, on top. That's of that a dream. Deck. That's a I dream. Know. Then put a cold shower right next to it. Yeah, yeah. well for sure. Outside. Oh yeah, and just, just like be naked. A, Yo, that's the dream. Like just you just put do a that cast daily. iron tub uh-huh. and an ice machine. <laughs> an ice and machine. You just get in your tub with ice. And you guys can do Yeah, I don't know what an ice machine goes for. I got how practical it's like the whole idea. (laughs) That might have made it too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's part of it. It's like, I know that's one of the great things about this cold stuff is that you're getting cold shock proteins. And Mm -hmm. when you're in a sauna, you're getting heat shock proteins. And so it's like both are both are good things to stress your immune system. Cause you're, oh, yeah, you're just flushing the system out, man. Yeah. Back and forth. And your immune system's made to be broken. It's one of like the only things in the world that is made to be broken like most things like if you like have a glass and you break it like it's not a fucking glass anymore you got a table you break it it's not a fucking table anymore yeah man it doesn't work yeah but your immune system is like meant to be tested and uh hurt (laughs) in ways and that allows it to grow um yeah man you got to break it down to build it up and that's where yeah. like the the heat and the cold are these individual different ways of kind of forcing your immune system to learn and grow and strengthen that's the coolest thing man like just the my son just broke his leg like five weeks oh, ago oh no i know it was a bummer but like he's cool now he's what cruising happened? he's like fucking running and jumping and like With back at it on? no or no, no. It's already no. Healed. he's got so much of that little <clears throat> baby yeah. growth hormone oh yeah shit. oh yeah it, i mean I, I felt terrible, you what know, happened? he was, we were going down the slide mm. and at the very end of the slide is like a little beautiful, innocent leg, like rolled right underneath mine. And just went, I felt oh. it. And, uh, you know, he instantly started screaming. Oh no! Yeah. And it wasn't compound or like sticking out of his shit. You know, it's called, a t- I guess it happens like quite often. It's called a toddler fracture. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's, it's named like a, after his hairline. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. It's like. It was like the best case scenario, you know? Cool. So like when it first happened, I was like, just dropped in like, okay, yeah. like dad mode, 1000% here, like ankle, knee, yeah. hip, you know, like making sure like nothing was sticking out. I was like, but you couldn't put any weight on it, mm. you know? And uh, he was screaming, he was crying, you know? Okay. And then it was like, after like the first couple of minutes of like screaming, crying, it's just like pitiful. Mm. Like he's like, kind of going in and out of like falling asleep but crying like softly <laughs> just like your heart's like just like melting the adrenaline going through the oh, kid's man. body yeah you feel so bad and Damn. went to the hospital and his mom was like five minutes away fortunately you know and she was she's like a dope nurse like she doesn't nice. she's doing something different now but like she's like sick you know like in the healthcare field nice. for sure and so like we went to the hospital like yo we gotta go to children's and like 
got the x-rays and like we watched hella like tv for the next 48 hours yeah. and like we usually watch like maybe 20 minutes of paw patrol a day or something you're like yo man yeah you can do whatever the fuck you want man yeah. you just broke your leg and you're two yeah. <laughs> you know it's like oh popsicle yeah man i got you right like oh cottage cheese again tight man cool. oh like, getting him on the bodybuilder stats early <clears throat> oh no like, man just like no, he loves cottage cheese Cute. You know, that like, was dave's big thing yeah. My my buddy, the guy that I produced with, like he same way. He got it really into bodybuilding. He just shoveled cottage cheese. Oh, dude, Weird. dude, body, dude, the I shit. Bodybuilding. I when never eat cottage cheese. No, but just like, like just the quantities of food you yeah. have to consume. Yeah, that's true. You know, Be like wanted. when you become so food obsessed with like how you go about your day, it's like organized around yeah. hitting your macros. It's just. I'm like, still thinking whoa. about your blueberry pancake. Oh, bomb. <laughs> Yeah. So um, can you tell me how you eat? Because we're not to like get too into obsessions, but like we're slightly obsessed with food because we have to be because there's yeah. limitations and stuff with. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, we're both gluten free and dairy free. Tight. Because yeah. of Good for you guys. disorder. He's yeah. been for 10 years. I've been dairy free for 10, gluten free yeah. for 13. No, now. you guys are way more woke years. than me, man. It's not a wokeness. It's not like, by uh, choice. Mine was necessity. <laughs> <I> like, <laughs> like, I wish I could say I was woke because I'm gluten free. Like, fuck that. Yeah. I would no, so much are, rather though, eat you wheat. Are. I guess I guess that's a lie. I just said I haven't had wheat in 13 years, that's but true. we went to Italy. It was and fine I, in Italy. And I tried oh, yeah. it. And in like the small towns... Yeah. Uh, in Italy, like when everything is just still, it's like the freshest shit yeah. possible. When it w- yeah. in the big cities, it didn't go well. But yeah, in the when, when I got back to Rome, processed and my all the stuff got on little fuckered. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I have tons of issues where like all of my anxiety feels like uh, when it gets really. Be- so the best way to explain it is that I've got my stomach and there's a rock inside of it and my Mm. stomach is cramping around the rock. Mm -hmm. And so apparently it's extremely similar to menstrual cramps. Like Mm. I have a period, Mm. (laughs) but it like, it, it happens daily and my stomach always fucking hurts. Daily? Yeah. I haven't gone a day in 15 years almost without my stomach feeling like shit. I'm sorry, man. 14. Yeah. That sucks. It's terrible. And so, like, my whole world. That's with medication. He's still on medication. My whole world is focal around even just like this slight little uncomfortable. And so, Mm. like, there's just this seed of discomfort. And when we talk about like yoga, all right, you're taking a yoga class, like, embrace the discomfort. Like, Mm -hmm. it, like, become one with it. It can be okay. Because it's going to be over. When you're done with class, it's over. Like, for me, like, it doesn't go away. Yeah. There's always this seed in the pit of my stomach that just. Yeah. feels like shit yeah. and so it's become a life journey of how can i make that pain go away oh man and now i'm understanding the way, what the way gift, to make huh? it go away is yeah. that i gotta just fucking become one with it Ooh, but that's really hard that's crazy. so my brain is really fighting that and so i'm always trying to find ways to like biohack or like how can yeah. i figure out ways to be healthier what supplement can i take what mushroom can i eat like yeah. and so i've gone down this crazy path of like trying to hack my body system to figure it out keto Um, but one of the things that we've kind of settled on lately is keto uh and you guys are going keto it's it's easy to take fad words and get really stuck to them yeah uh but yeah more more of a keto (laughs) idea that idea i wouldn't say like the total like because i did it for like four and a half months by the book like yeah like under 50 grams of carbs every day and uh how was that 
it was great, but I lost 10 pounds. Yeah. And I'm already... that much to yeah, like, wait, I'm, that, That's not what I'm trying to do here. No. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I've, I've been trying to gain weight my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, it, it's, it doesn't seem to be the perfect thing. Um, but that idea seems to be kind of on to something, the higher fat, lower carb. Mm. And instead of really trying to get my body into ketosis, more just trying to eat in a way that... Um, my body can learn to use ketones for energy, but I'm not solely using ketones for energy. And we both do intermittent fasting. And I think the intermittent fasting has been really helpful for his stomach to have time to not have anything in it yeah. that it's processing. Yeah. That seems to really I've, be helpful. I've always been a stoner. And so <laughs> not eating food late at night is it's real hard. Really hard. Man. So I like always eat late at night. And what like, I've where noticed. Where are my Cheetos? Yes. I haven't had yeah. Cheetos in like 15 <laughs> years. But I feel you. So I always have something. And so mine sure. is always like, it, it's, it's easy like to be like, piece. oh, it's gluten free. It's healthy. But like, I'd be like eating fucking gluten free donuts out of the freezer. And, yeah. you know, there's yeah. still 40 grams of sugar in it. Like, right. it's not great for you. Yeah. Um, but so I always used to eat super late and then I'd wake up in the morning with just awful nausea, yeah. just feeling like I was going to puke if I didn't put food in my face right then. Yeah. And that was just so regular. angry in the morning, like, like bad. For like 10 years. Yeah. It was, just, it was just regular to me that I knew that I had. And what I'm now starting to find out is that if I stop eating by 730 and I like don't snack on anything and I just let myself go once I like figured it out and spend a little time with it, I can go till noon. Mm-hmm, and, not, mm-hmm, and not and not eat, not eat but that was sometimes aliens. we've had that happen once before yeah, aliens. little uh alien abduction there that was weird. yeah i felt like we, that just got like taken over for <laughs> wait a second. who am i we yeah. got beamed what? up <laughs> where did we go <laughs> like a little glitch and like something yeah. glitch in the matrix but it, i do think it's really time. interesting to see how like big of a switch it is for him if he eats if we even push it to like let's say we have a snack or something at like 10 or 11 p.m even the next morning like he's hungry like like painfully hungry right when he wakes up versus if we cut it off earlier he can go i can make him a little tea with little mct oil in it and he just sips on that and he'll be he can push it all the way till 11 or 12 Mm. and and then eat like an intelligent meal rather Mm -hmm. than like i need to just put food in me because i feel sick Mm -hmm. yes we're big on that biohacking so my question Mm -hmm. would be in your experience in the health and fitness world Mm -hmm. What do you enjoy? Or in the way Drew's body operates. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the, the biggest In the fitness thing. world, it's hard to keep <sighs> up on, on nutrition. Yeah, yeah, man. Drew's like, I don't give a fuck. <clears throat> no, I mean. I Cheetos. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't fuck with Cheetos. I don't think he um, does. Have you seen that man's body fat? No. <laughs> no, I, I do eat like an asshole sometimes, though. Like, I'm a. Cheetos. And I go, I go like, I go on streaks, though. It's not a day. Like, yeah. I'll go like, okay, couple months of like just whatever and then i'm like then i'm like eating real healthy for six seven months and then a couple months it's just like whatever yeah Yeah. um but i just like really had to like it's a little that weight training mindset too though i feel like oh yeah but i've just really had to like put that put that like (laughs) mindset on hold Mm -hmm. for a while i've been in that framework Mm -hmm. you know like so performance driven and like analytically oriented for so long like i had to kind of put some of that away and just relax Uh, you know and food has been like something i've just allowed myself to loosen up on and like i 
feel better. Good. You know, like because I'm feeling energetically better, like my digestion is like cool. Like I'm not losing weight and like I'm healthy. Um, but like I'm down with keto. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, yo, just go whole 30, man. Yeah. Just like tighten I think shit it's up. Perfect. You know, like I got yeah. my precision nutrition certification like in 2011 or something. Mm-hmm. So like I'm educated and did know how to do the macro thing and all that stuff. And I've experimented with like all the things and intermittent fasting and stuff. But like for like I wake up, I drink some water, I have a cup of coffee and like I'll eat around like 12. I have like a healthy lunch and like a health semi-healthy dinner. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm eating like chicken enchiladas and whatever mm. and having a couple of beers. Um, I'll have like ice cream once a week. <laughs> oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, you know, but that's like, not bad. That's but it's normal. like, I'll go, I'll go ham on like some Hagen Dazs chocolate yeah. peanut butter. You know, like, yeah. or, I mean, <clears throat> I just try and like take care of myself yeah. and um, feel good doing it. And like, and if I continue to feel good, like I'm continue to like ride that wave there. Mm-hmm. So, and like, when I was like doing the powerlifting thing and like trying to be like at the max end of like the weight spectrum i was in you know to be like be my strongest self was like almost 230 pounds and like i don't i'm like 195 pound dude like that's where my body feels best at. Mm-hmm. so like you're carrying around all this extra just like flesh mm-hmm. <laughs> straight up i just have so meat. much more meat on me man yeah mm-hmm. why just because it looks a certain way oh yeah like I, felt, I felt cool yeah you know like i felt like a badass because i could squat this and bench press this and deadlift that and i thought i looked really tight <laughs> you know yeah. so it's like it's just it's but just, unless you're like picking up a lot of things or like yeah. carrying a lot of things around it's not really that functional oh like, to have no. that extra mass on you well, i mean de- depends on how you define functional but yeah i think yeah. we're saying the same thing here like if you're not like, using it in to, <clears throat> to make a living if you're not using that mass to yeah build a building or buy yeah. a hand or whatever the fuck you would use that yes. for. I'm trying to think before we had tools. Like <laughs> like what did people have massive amount Fight of body strength for, right? To yeah. to create their life and now if you don't really need it other than aesthetics or to show it off or to be better than someone yeah. else. Like it's That's just why we grew excess. brains. Yeah, it's like twenty plus percent of your like energy. Who I was supposed to be? Yeah, that's not who I was. Mm-mm. You know, so like I, I thought I was who I was, but that wasn't me. I just had like some extra layers on me. <laughs> you know, it's like I just had a lot of body armor. Mm-hmm. I built up like a lot of armor, right? And just had to shed a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm not saying that's my my journey. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying everyone who's big and beefy like are hiding. <laughs> you know or yeah. anything like that but yeah. i see a lot of that though too well yeah. that's been our thing with keto that. is that like <clears throat> we're not keto because we're trying to try some fad yeah. and we're not keto because we think it is some end all be all diet that's going to save everyone yeah. and it's it, it's not for everyone like there's some there's some good data on who it is really good for um but like i do it because i'm trying some different things yeah. and because you gotta do what feels good for you man mm-hmm. yeah and it, it's it's a fine balance because like you said it's so much energy to focus on am i getting the right amount of macros and everything mm-hmm. um and so that creates its own in- anxiety in and of itself yeah but there's there's a part of me that likes a little bit of that control to really like understand all right i'm still hungry so so one of my issues with my stomach is that like i always feel hungry 
And so the pain that I feel is similar to what it would feel like if you're like, fuck, I'm really hungry right now. Man, so that's what I feel all the right time. Now? Yeah. Oh, you're and just, so, you're so kind of hungry not? But, but, but to triple it up. All the time. To triple it up, Dude. we smoked weed. <clears throat> and oh, so, more. so now I'm even, so now I'm stoned. Now I'm super hungry. And now my, <laughs> I guess we'll say <laughs> like. a great idea. You didn't have to smoke. No, no, I love smoking <laughs> weed. Okay, I love smoking cool. weed. It's one of my greatest, it's one of my favorite things on earth. Okay. So, but then that makes it that much more difficult to make a decision that I know is going to be good for what I'll call future me. And so my whole life is set up, which I know is not the best way, but it's currently the way my brain works. It's like, I'm always focused on future me. So like, if I eat this ice cream, God, I wish this I pint of ice cream in that regard, man, if, if, if I eat like that pint of ice cream, I'm going to feel like shit tomorrow. Future me. But if I'm stoned, I'm probably going to eat that fucking pint of ice cream. Mm. So like, there's already this part of me that's like, I really want that thing. Like, I really want that candy. Like, I really want that chocolate like whatever treat it is and i'll let myself have some of it but i know i can't overindulge when i'm stoned some of that goes away and i tend to overindulge so then i've just always got this like fuck i'm hungry and so it's learning how to do the math in my head am i hungry because i haven't had enough of my macros or i haven't had enough yeah. calories You're so or am i hungry because i just feel like stomach, shit man yeah mm -hmm. so you got to be in your head about it yeah oh well, and, and it's so hard to trust your gut when you got that going on man so right? no wonder you're anxious literally your the idea head, is like yeah. trust your gut and like since yeah. i've been 16 my gut has not been healthy yeah and it's hard for him to absorb nutrients with ulcerative colitis yeah. so to keep weight on means he has to eat enough food but then his Bodies like have, I also just have a have stupid high uh, metabolism. metabolism. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Man, I know. Can you imagine? Like I'm constantly God. trying to get him. Dude, to eat I so thousand I, more calories a day. I like I like went to, to the Junior Olympics for water so are you, polo. Wait, are, you, are you? So you just don't know what it's like to be hungry because you always have the tight hungry feeling in your stomach. I mean, is that? I know. Like, I know what it's like it's, to be hungry. There, there's definitely a <coughs> differentiation between the two. Like okay. what I feel now is more of a pain, and a hunger. You could say you can add a G to it. It's more like a pang, like yeah. hunger. You're like, oh, like I'm hungry. There's this like different feel to it. Yeah. But it's similar enough that the connection between my brain and my stomach are always talking, and it's sending signals along the same nerve. Mm. And so then my brain is just like, oh, is that hunger? I can't quite tell. Yeah. But like what I said, like when I have that nausea in the morning when i wake up like i know fucking what it's like to be hungry we did a three-day water fast like <laughs> i know what it's like to be fucking hungry yeah and i and, should do that it sounds good and it was actually that but that was what got me to do to intermittent fasting i do the one fact day that I was okay with often it. but I, the three days was insane yeah she'll but go I, tw I like, full 24 hours yeah i like doing yeah you gotta like, you can't what are you doing during a water fast chilling chilling like you can't be going about your day it's just like you broke your leg and you're gonna lay up and watch what was it paw something Oh, Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah I You're got, basically uh, doing that. Okay, I could do yeah, that. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I like to do creative things on those days because uh, on a fasting day, you definitely get it's this like kind of like if you're doing the Wim Hof breathing. Yeah. You kind of get this little bit of just like hyper-focused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get kind of this high feeling. So I think it's a yeah. good day to write, to read, to draw, uh, to so you don't drink. Move. You don't drink or eat anything. Uh, I drink water. I just, so the fast. Oh, so you're not fasting water. from water. No, 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 so it's a water. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, I could no. never do that. You would die. I'm way too you dehydrated. Die. So I'm saying like three days, like you'll die. No, no three no, no, days, no. no food, only Meaning water. Meaning just water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I think, people call I think it like a juice fast. That's an obvious fast. thing, isn't it? I'm just yeah, being yeah. an idiot. That's right. No, no, that's okay. People call it like a juice fast. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna drink juice because that just has 
whatever properties that we don't think is actually worthwhile. Vitamins. But a lot of people are all about yeah. juice cleanses. Well, there's a lot of good vitamins. The problem is a lot of those come with a lot of sugar. And for me, well, I don't, they just talk I don't about process like the sugar cleansing well. of the colon and whatnot. Mm. They're like, oh, if you do a juice cleanse, you'll see this stuff come out of your stomach that's been in there for months at a time. It's like, no, that's literally not how the colon works. Mm. Like you don't get these pockets of craziness that are stuck mm. in there forever. Mm. Yeah. I don't know about that. Do you have, like, what do you like to eat, though? Like, if you oh. could have a fuck it day, what would you eat? Oh, hmm. And then I want to know what, like, a really clean, like, good, healthy fuel day is for you. Oh, man, great questions. Um, I mean, I love all the things. <laughs> it's like, there's so much to indulge and enjoy in, in this world, and food is one of those spectacles. So, but I love me, like, a juicy-ass cheeseburger and a beer. Mm -hmm. Like. Some salty fries. Oh, yeah. Like, all day. Mm -hmm. I grew up like at Red Robin. Like, let's go. Ooh, fries! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bottomless fries. Let's go. Yeah. Wait, how old are you? I'm 33. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's in that's like what I grew up on, uh -huh. right? Um, but like a, the one in Issaquah. <clears throat> I know the one on 148th and Northeast 24th in Bellevue yeah. between oh, like yeah, and Bellevue. Yeah. 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 So like. And I'm still up in Bellevue, man. So it's like, yeah, these are my spots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You're trying to go Dirty Bird? Let's do it. Like, <laughs> like, I'm in. That's, that's the name of my favorite record label. I'm yeah. in. The Dirty Bird? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Dirty Bird. I don't know who's on the Dirty Bird. A bunch of the, a bunch of the tracks I played I on Halloween. Oh, cool. That's what Dirty you Bird. call Red Robin is the Dirty Bird. Oh, Dirty well, Bird. Like, like me and my homies call it Dead Bobbies. I don't know why. <laughs> Dead Bobbies? <laughs> yeah. That's such a Bailey thing. That's yeah. such a Bailey. I feel like there's been a few times where I'm well, like, there's, I think it's like Dead Robin. And it walk. went from Dead Robin to for, like a, a nickname for Robin is Bobby. And so it turned into Dead Bobbies. So weirdly enough, Bobbies. I think you and my almost 20-year-old daughter would get along so well. You guys have very similar ways of referring to things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, you just, When's you your just birthday? Make October 16th. Huh. What does that make you? Sag? No, I'm a Libra. Oh, Libra. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Back-to-back Libras. We love Libra. Ba bam ba What do you mean back-to-back? Oh, the guy we had most recently. Oh, I guess. All these are going to be held on to we're gonna post them all in the spring so i don't exactly know what order yeah. so oh, yeah. maybe they won't but we'll we'll put drew after skyler <laughs> i feel Skyler's like as the conversation has gone on like i've become a little bit more coherent than how i first <laughs> began at this thing where i was like yo i am does that am, mean you need to light that other joint gone. do you want to be more coherent i am gone like i was so high <laughs> Was For so the record, high. that was your choice. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> you brought it. I, you I was like, it. I was like down to just like chill, smoke a little weed. But I don't know what I did. Like, <laughs> it's like I hit it so hard. I'm not sure what. I haven't smoked in a while either. I guess so. Like, yeah. And I smoke a lot. But and you're over thirty. I hate to break it to you, but every changes. decade, the way things hit you, uh, I would say drugs and alcohol. The way they hit you is you're going to feel very different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're going to keep yeah. noticing this weird yeah. shift. Yeah. So when I was uh, first diagnosed with all my shit was when I was 16. And one of the things I found that there was no research backing it, but there was conversations about it that were small, was that smoking marijuana can help with certain autoimmune disorders they can mm. help with you know pain they can help with anxiety they can help with these different things and so i finally said yes to my friends that smoked weed all the time i was like sure i'll try it mm. 
ended up falling in love with it. It's fucking fantastic. Mm. Went down to school in California, got my full on legit medical card because ulcerative colitis is one of the things that you can get a club card for. Mm. So just immediately, no questions asked. I just had a form from my doctor that said that I have ulcerative colitis and they're like, all right, here's a card. You can go buy marijuana legally, medicinally. And so, um, now you can do that anywhere, which right. is amazing. But back then you couldn't. And so in college, I just smoked a ton of weed. I graduated from Santa Clara with a three, six <laughs> and just smoked weed all the time. <laughs> it was great. But one of the things that yeah. really started to get to me was my lungs. My lungs oh, just yeah. started giving up. Yeah. And we don't smoke that often anymore. So what happened is I, I it, talking about like addiction, like I have a hard time saying that I was addicted to marijuana, but all of my friends are all huge stoners and they all had tons of weed and tons of pieces. And it was the thing that everyone did when everyone hung out was smoke weed. Right. So it was really, really hard for me to give up weed. And then I went and smoked a dab with some friends. Um, the guy made makes the oils himself. He had a sixty thousand dollar bong that he was just about to sell. What? Yeah. Yeah. Sixty? Yeah those exist yeah, yeah I'll show you and so what? and so i and so he bought it for like uh i think he bought it for like 40 and ended up selling it for like 62 or something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty crazy so they it was just it, what it, am i doing in it's life it's art it's art at that point and yeah. so but anyway so that's that's besides the point but so he was like i'm selling it and so i was like dude i need to get high on that thing one last time so i took a dab got super high and then like four days later, I was uh, in Eastern Washington teaching a retreat with her and couldn't fucking breathe. Like for the last couple of years, it had been it an issue scary. and I was using like a rescue inhaler like daily. Whoa. It was shitty. Whoa. It was like uh, there was liquid in his lungs. And so I basically I got hear, walking like, pneumonia yeah. and Dude. for like months at a time, it wouldn't go away. <laughs> but I just, I love smoking weed and I couldn't give it up. And then you've had I, so many things. Man. Know, yeah. Right. Yeah. Fuck no wonder me. his brain won't fucking <clears throat> turn off. And so, uh, ended up in the ER with her and it was like over Christmas or something. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was right like, after. it was like right after, it was right after Christmas. And so it was like, all right, new year. And so at the beginning of that year, I decided I'm not smoking weed for this entire year. And I went one entire year without smoking weed within, you know, three weeks, all my lung stuff cleared up. I was perfectly fine. Like I, you know, my yoga hit a whole new level. Like things were great. Um, and then at the end of that year, like the, I guess the beginning of the next year, I was like, all right, I'm going to bring weed back in, but just like once a month. And then now it's kind of permeated its way in. Things change over time. Sorry. But it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's anywhere from one to five times a month. Mm -hmm. But like nothing, if I smoke anything more than that, like I can't breathe. Is that one of them? Yeah. yeah. Those are two of them. What? So they're like beautiful blunt glass. Like they're pieces they of art. They go for like $50,000. Yeah. And so a lot of them and were do, like, And you used that? Yeah. yeah. You smoked out of it? Well, so one of the one of the main reasons two thousand dollar bong. One of the main reasons he sold it was because he would have nightmares that it got broke. Oh, man. Because you have all these stoner friends over. They're all high as fuck off yeah. dabs. And you're yeah. like, don't this break is, it. This shit is definitely breaking. Yeah. yeah and so totally. they've had several bongs break before. Like, yeah. And it's just shit happens. And so he was like, I got to get rid of this. And so he bought <laughs> a couple other pieces. And, so do yeah. you, are you prim primarily greens or you dabble it all with edibles or dabs or anything? Oh, yeah. I love doing like a like a one-to-one -one ratio CBD to THC, like dark chocolate when I practice yoga. Mm -hmm. Like, Dude, it's <clears throat> next oh, I'm level. I'm swimming. 
in like the healthiest like groove. You're in that yeah. journey of yoga where yeah. I was, where like I would go and take her classes, and we were talking <laughs> about her being like next level intuitive status, yeah. and like. I'd never really taken yoga from anyone but Antonella. Like I've taken Ooh. classes from some other people, but she like, like nothing has ever compared to what she is. Yeah. And you take that swimming level of like, Oh, I took a good edible and I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking in it. Yeah. Like she's taken me to places. Yeah. There's certain people <laughs> who can do that. You know, like that's fun. That's a gift. for that's sure. That's where you need to come to one of my festival. Classes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That's my goal yeah. as a teacher is to like put you in your feelings, you know, yeah. and like get you grooving. But if you come to a festival really class and you're in, you're there that weekend to just be totally raw and let go of all your responsibilities and just immerse yourself yeah. and you do your edible and he's taking you on a musical journey with the music. That sounds so sick. Live and I'm taking yeah. you to the class. It's pretty... That sounds the next crazy. level for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be cool. teaching out of state and people, you know, have never been in our class before and yeah. they get done and they're just looking at you like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah. can't believe that just happened. And you're like, yep. Yes, Nailed it. You did yeah. it. You did that. I didn't do that. You did that. Yeah. It's so really like you sick. facilitated that. Right. Yeah. But like they have to be open. I can't, and I can't make it happen. That's where the edible can really help open you up as, oh, as yeah, a student 1, to just be yeah. Like, like you said, swimming in it to be like, I'm deep in it rather than kind of like trying to float above the surface of just like, yeah, I'm up here and you're saying all this really cool shit and it sounds cool. And like, I'll go through the motions and I'll kind of believe it, but I'm, I'm stuck in my day to day life. Dude, most people are fucking thrashing around. They are thrashing around and it's chaos. And so when you see people just floating. Ujjayi breath on fleek. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just. It's just like you're filling level. it up. It's yeah. like filling yourself up and like putting that back out there. Yeah. Right. And it's like, so yeah, I love, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I'll buy like a couple pre-rolls every now and then, or like I had the pen for a while and like that thing gets too, like it's too easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, too it's too easy. easy. You know, it's like, you can do no, it anywhere. I, don't, I, don't I like it when we're out and about, like when we're out going <clears> But to it a takes some self-control clubs, to not just. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just like, I just don't need this. I like, prefer in my life. at home. Yeah, sure. totally. I got a little pipe, yeah. you know. That, like, I've I'll, got a, I've got a really nice glass piece that I've had since I was eighteen, and it somehow survived all of college and living in different cool, states. And yeah. so, I've like uh, broken so many. And then he took, <laughs> and then we took my daughter to go get the sister piece. Yeah, piece. so I went. It's from this like sketch bong shop in Seattle, uh, called Spotted Owl over by Green Lake, and. I, I bought this bong and it just somehow survived and then went back there with Bailey. Cause I was like, there's just, you'll like this. Cause you, you go to most bong shops and they're like, uh, how do I say like mass produced? There's like no emotion behind these bongs. They're just pieces of glass. Yeah. Um, versus this guy like hand blew all of these things. That's cool. So I took her in yeah. there and, and he's a, he's she a- picked out the piece that was like the sister piece to my bong and was like, I want that one. And it had been sitting on the shelf since I went in there. Uh, it was like 10 years earlier. No the way. bong was just still sitting there. The, cool. Several of the pieces were. I mean, he's just kind of this crazy old man. He's weird. Uh, and it's not <laughs> like it's a like way. a doing well shop. It's yeah. like, you know, been holding on for a few years. <laughs> uh, and so she bought the piece and it was really cool to smoke out of it. And then she ended up breaking it within like a week. No, mm. she didn't break it. It's one of her crew did. It ended up yeah. getting broken. That's but anyway, her and her girlfriend, Bailey and Lisa both, um, smoke a lot and so that's a really interesting dynamic when you're 
child is now technically an adult, mm-hmm. can vote as, you know, college and jobs, and she invites you over to smoke weed with her. Mm. Out of her bong, it's out of weed so that she got crazy. from her drug dealer. Mm. <laughs> it, it was super weird for me at first. Now I think it's amazing, and it's so cute to watch them because they're both, like, get super chatty when they're stoned. So yeah. it's chat, 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 chat. <laughs> it's just great yeah. to... to yeah. I don't know. And to for be Christmas, at that level. like I can go to the store and buy her like an eighth of some like super mm-hmm. fire weed, and she's so like, happy. Ooh. She's not old enough to go into the store yet and buy yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah, they're gonna be twenty-one. But like you think back of the days, and the first time you had a beer with your dad or a glass of wine with your mom, and it's like this cool, memorable experience that you have. That in the moment, you're like, oh, this is probably this feels really cool for me because I'm the kid who's doing this adult thing with somebody who raised me but i think it's really cool now on the flip side to know as a parent what it feels like to share that yeah. moment with with your kid who's think about not the first time anymore and it's just interesting you can hand your son a brewski but just it's interesting to me that weed is an option in that now because uh-huh. it is legal that yeah. it's it's an option it's, it's less stigmatized too, right. yeah. you know it's like yeah mm-hmm. i smoke <laughs> yeah you know but it was like a thing for and it still is to like some yeah. circles of people you for know? sure but um it's just nice being able to chill out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I just, I'm just trying to chill, man. That's like I'm great. trying to make my money. I'm trying to feed my family. Yeah. I'm trying to like enjoy my life. I'm like, well, let me just chill out. We're also here, at the point where know? we like, we rarely <clears throat> ever smoke anywhere other than in our bed. Yeah. <laughs> because like to us, like we, we've yeah. both decided like that's the ideal for us. The yeah. ideal to get stoned is to be in bed, yeah. lay and watch a show naked and just like, <laughs> Ripping oh, out the bong. Out. That sounds cool. <laughs> it's Great. phenomenal. Yeah, that like, sounds like a good life right there. It's funny coming from yeah. someone like me who like, so part of my autoimmune thing was I'm not supposed to drink alcohol. Um, alcohol is super inflammatory on in your body. Everyone yeah. knows alcohol is just fucking garbage for you. Yeah. But we all drink. I mean, um, I've had to be really good about we it. We all, and like me and all my Crohn's homies. Uh, like, <laughs> no, I would just say most people. Oh, okay. It's just, it's just, it's a, it's no. 10 times more socially acceptable than marijuana. Yeah. Everyone, when they go out, not everyone, there are definitely people that don't drink or people in AA or different things. But like, like you said, people are like, I'll have a beer. Like, you know, people just drink. Pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'll I'll drink cider. I make my own hard cider. Like it's part of, you know, the process. And I think I think there's some cool aspects to alcohol. Um I was in the wine world for a while and so um I don't remember anywhere where I was going with that. Oh, so I never drank in college. Um it was just one of those things I ended up and he joined, was in a frat. I ended up joining a fraternity, which is long story, weird story, but basically, uh, in there, you know, everyone's just drinking all the time. Mm-hmm. And I basically lied, but essentially fibbed to everyone and was like, I can't drink. Yeah. Um, now my doctor had told me that if I drink like a college student, I'm going to die. And so yeah. I did have a doctor that literally said, don't drink like a fucking college student. Yeah. But I knew I'm not the type of person that can play that line. I'm yeah. going to drink. I'm not going to fucking drink. Yeah. And so I didn't drink. I drank maybe like eight times, six, eight times through all of college. Mm-hmm. And usually I would get fucking blacked out. Right. Um, just big doses. Just that was too much fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I just really tried not to drink. Um, and so weed became that standard for me. Yeah. I would, when I would go to a party, I'd be stoned. Yeah. Like it was my social norm. I would go to school stoned. I would go grocery shopping stoned. Yeah. Like it was just it's my easy to baseline. Overdo, man. It's mm-hmm. easy to overdo. Yeah. yeah. And so then to like come home and be like, I can't smoke at all. And it was like, all right, what scenario 
is my absolute favorite to be stoned in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, chilling, watching TV. With my girl. With mm-hmm. your girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can take that. Yeah, that sounds beautiful. Like, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds had, tight. I want that we, really bad. When, uh, obviously, before the new job, but when you're self employed, especially dual self employed, schedules don't exist. Like, it's oh, crazy. Yeah. You work all the time, and I'm the schedule queen. And so I realized one day I was like going through and counting how long it had been since we had a day that we didn't have any obligations. And I was like, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. We have to start scheduling in days that are just fuck it days like yeah we can't put anything on the schedule that doesn't mean we have to stay in bed all day it just means there's zero work obligations yeah. no emails no meetings no yeah. nothing that sounds really nice right and so <laughs> then all of a yeah. sudden the fuck it day on quite a few occasions became like harry potter marathons in bed with a bong. So, and it was well, like, so one of the other things go. too was that we, reset it was really trying to limit the amount of smoking we were doing mm-hmm. uh and so that's where we went into edibles, edibles yeah. yeah and so that's what we're talking to you about edibles was like that was our thing we found these sprays mm-hmm. um have you ever tried any of those uh, so no. it's a spray it's that's like a it's sublingual yeah. and yeah. so you spray it under your tongue and uh there's like alcohol in it um but it's like high whatever percentage of alcohol but it's so small amount it's just used to uh, get it to enter through your bloodstream so you spray it under your tongue and like you smoke it takes like a minute and you're high right you do an edible it takes you like an hour until you're high well when you do the spray it's like 20 to 40 minutes until you're high oh, okay. and then instead of being like high you're like high for an hour versus edible you're high for eight hours uh you're high for like three to four hours with this so it's just oh, like so perfect nice little, in, between. Nice in between okay and so you do that and you can definitely do quite a bit and end up flying through space after yeah. watching the matrix um yeah. which is great that sounds cool uh <laughs> but so that was definitely something i would recommend that like kind of plays this like okay inner line where like you can still feel stoned without that like almost sometimes edible of like whoa whoa man i can't move why did i eat that whole gummy bear (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, but those are some fun days the ones that have messed me up the most are like those like the the drinks where it's like a hundred milligrams in a drink. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, I got that for her daughter. Need 100 uh, milligrams? No, like, that's a ten, lot. I'm, ten, I'm cool. Yeah, ten, I'm cool, right? Like twenty, I'm, gonna... I'm like super groovy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> have you had some bad weed <clears throat> experiences? Oh yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I didn't like, I didn't know what I was doing. Any memorable like, ones? <laughs> so many, man. So many. Like, one of them was. I just like smashed on some brownies like my boy had made mm-hmm. one time and I was at, uh, it was Rock the Bells at the Gorge. <laughs> yeah. And so it was like all these like old school hip hop artists like most deaf and tribe nice. called Quest and like, nice. then there'd be guys like Fat Joe. We're like, come on, man, what are you still doing here? <laughs> Why are you <laughs> But like, here? yeah. But anyways, it was tight. <clears throat> it was a sick show. And like, I didn't have any water. I'm just like lying on the middle of this grass field it's like 2000 degrees outside so hot there and i'm just like glued to the ground like i could not get up like i weighed a million pounds and the music was just boom boom like reverberating <laughs> through my entire being mm-hmm. and i was just like i was like suction cup to the earth like yeah. and i was so thirsty like i had no idea how many like actual grams of marijuana i consumed in mm-hmm. that like sitting but oh man yeah it was like that was the worst i feel like he should get <laughs> the worst. i think he should get an invite with us to thanksgiving next year yeah <clears throat> so uh, i'm gonna back 
a little bit. So in high school, um, I was hanging out with my buddy who like used to go through a decent amount of weed and we had a large quantity and we decided to make some butter and we used like a stick of butter and put like way too much weed into that stick of butter. Mm. Uh, and we decided to make some cookies with it and we were going to go, I think it was like, I want to say it was like hemp fast or something. Uh, but like we were supposed to eat them and then go drive. <laughs> don't and, like, drive kids i know don't and drive. so yeah we like ate these edibles and we like hung out for a little bit and then like we all like couldn't move like we, <laughs> there was no fucking way and i'd eaten like three of those cookies and yeah. like there was a lot yeah <laughs> oh you can overdo it man yeah you can overdo it for sure it's like yeah like you gotta find your find your balance here yeah <laughs> but it, those moments are like they're, they're good storytelling for like right now yeah it's like oh dude this one time (laughs) so then check this out so then i used to get uh weed from california from the clubs and i would fly it back to seattle uh because i could fly out of california airports and if they checked me in washington before it was legal i could get in trouble but you're never going to get checked after you get off the plane you only get checked getting onto a plane right through security right and so i had a card that would let me get it onto an airplane in california so i could bring it back home to friends you say you go to the clubs to get uh, weed. So they called them clubs because they were uh, medical clubs. Oh, and so you had to be a, you, had, you had to be a card holding club member. I was imagining you like wearing a suit, like walking no. into this club, <laughs> like, music doing its thing. So what I was, was like, crazy cool. is I used to drive into like downtown Oakland to go to Harborside and there's guys with like full on AKs or not AKs, like M4 standing at the door because people would come there with large amounts of money to buy their medical marijuana to last them a month or two, you know, when they have glaucoma or not glaucoma, but like some sort of cancer or something, you know, yeah. they're like stocking up. And so there were like security guards patrolling the parking lots because like people try to jack you. Man. <laughs> and so I would go in there and it was like it is now where you walk in and you look at this crazy vast array of any weed you can imagine. And now it's 10 times more than it was. But mm-hmm. back then it was this like, all right, I could only a get this sketch on the streets from some random person or like find a drug dealer. Like I had a super sketch drug dealer in San Jose <laughs> that was like had Beastmaster <laughs> tattooed on his knuckles and like had this, this savage cool. wolf dog. He was so yeah. cool. His name was Andrew. His name was Andrew and he was Dude, the Beastmaster. That guy sounds like the coolest. He was a fucking savage. Did he go by Drew? No, no by Beastmaster. <clears throat> that's tight. I hope he didn't go by Beastmaster. Did he go by Beastmaster? Because yeah. that's not cool. Like Pretty much through, yeah. People call just, him Beastmaster. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> this guy. That's a really long name. Beast. Yo, what's up, man? What's your name? Well, Beastmaster. So like, then, what? So he had it tattooed on his knuckles, like, oh, on, and man. then he got this savage wolf dog that he named Beast. Oh, jeez. So he was the master of Beast. But it was cool. But no, but yeah, so no, that's, Andrew, he was cool. He was really cool. Are you sure that just wasn't like his IG handle or something? <laughs> we didn't even have IG then. Instagram wasn't even around. Oh, I, bet. I wonder if. Beastmaster. Dude, that'd be fucking Dude, crazy I've tried to find him. No, he's, cool. there's no way he's on social media. Oh, that dude okay. is like that guy sounds, underground that gangster. That guy sounds like a groovy pretty yeah. Yeah. Groovy but dude, so that, man. But yeah. so that's what I mean. It's like you can either have this crazy character uh, or like you can't have weed. And so this was this option of like, <laughs> oh, I have this medical thing. I can walk into a nice place that looks beautiful on the inside that is this nice store and I can pick out what strain of weed and someone can tell me about it. Like now that's not a big deal. We think like, oh, you can do that anywhere in Washington. Yeah. But that didn't exist. And so it was this really cool opportunity to like try different weeds and stuff. But so then 
I started having some lung issues and looked into like keef and oils and stuff before dabbing even existed. And I would just like bring shit home with me from California. And all my friends were like, holy shit, like this is the coolest weed ever. Like, oh, you can buy all this stuff in a store. Um, and so we would all get like super stoned. And then I came home for a Thanksgiving and we were like, we should have a Friendsgiving. Like, you know, people do their Friendsgiving. And we're like, yeah, let's call it Thanksgiving. Nice. And we'll all get super high. And so then we would just like make food and we would put edibles in everything of the food. All the food. And oh so my God. Do you know what a bad idea that is? <laughs> <laughs> so there's been some real bad experiences of getting super stoned, but I did it like five years in a row and then had to not go. <laughs> there's just some obligations that we had for that didn't work out, but like. I went every it was a year bad until idea. Her we did it five I, years in a row. Though. They still do it every year. They still do it we every still year. Go, but so but so now the crazy we, thing. Yeah, we do uh, you're inviting me to this. Sounds yeah. cool, guys. Yeah, yeah. you'll love it. But yeah. so it was great. And so it was just fucking chaos. And so Corbin started like really figuring out the specifics of it. And so he is the one that had the crazy bongs and he works for, uh, uh, I guess you could say a weed store, but like he does all the back end stuff. So he makes oils. So when you see these crazy, have you ever seen those Instagram videos of like them, like pouring a jar of what looks like honey and it's all just oil. No, they have some cool ass videos where they're like, have a bowl of fucking strawberries. And they were like, pour like hundreds of dollars of oil on the strawberries. Just as like promo videos. What is this for? Just for, like for the dabbing. oil, like you know what you know what's uh, like in your pen. Yeah. yeah. When you get your pen and it just has like no, a gram lost. of oil yeah, in it. I got yeah. Lost. Yeah. 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 So just like you think that about video how, sounds tight. Thinking about how much really oil is in a gram. That. Yeah. They're they're dope. I'll show them to you. Okay. Cool. Uh, but so he's one of those guys that just takes a ton of weed and processes it through several different ways into oils or little uh, crystals that you end up like dabbing. It's it's a pretty so crazy science. The point is, on Thanksgiving, people tend to overeat. So. We want them to be able to overeat, but we can't have so much weed in every item of food that nobody can yeah. survive. <laughs> so then he switched it up into <laughs> gravy. Yeah. Uh, so so, so the, now it's just the gravy. So now uh, everything is weed free. So but you, you have can one come, that is. You can eat tons just of Just whatever food. gravy you want to pour on it. Yes. And you can have normal gravy or you oh, can have one teaspoon of gravy is like. 80 milligrams of THC. Oh. And so what's crazy is we talk about <laughs> this like, and we're like, Why that's so fucked up yeah. because we'll have friends who will put like two to 400 milligrams of THC on it and they'll be all right because they've just like built up this tolerance of like, Whoa. they just do it so much. And, and they, I'm like, I'll take, <laughs> dude, I'll take four. It's like things. in their body. Yeah. yeah. Like they are. Well, they, they smoke dabs all day. <laughs> they smoke dabs all day. They're just like an endo cannabis. So he'll do yeah. like a like normal, just, just he'll do like a up. normal edible dose. One like giant you. receptor. For real, yeah. Yeah, he'll do like a normal <laughs> edible dose like you would and I have to do like half. And when before it was more like a quarter, but now I think I'm about a half of what he does. And I'm like... I don't like you said I don't like anything more yeah I mean like for me like uh have you ever played with floating like flotation tanks oh yeah, yeah. I got a membership to Ur I've had one to oh, Urban nice. Float for like four years have you seen us on all the ads have you seen him in the video I'm in, in the, the intro video He's, get the, the fuck video, out of here the video that you take the very first time you go float no and way you, that's him what I gotta go watch that again <laughs> it's me showering looking like, like a fucking goober <laughs> That's you? It's yeah. him. Whoa. <laughs> Here, cool. I'll find, I have a little okay, clip that's funny. of it on my phone. And so, <laughs> that's the worst clip. <laughs> it's so a, basically they it's want you to, they want you to be fully dry because they want to like, get the shot of you like 
with the water hitting your head. Yeah. And when you turn it on, it's immediately cold. Like, and so my my face just has this shock. I'm like, <laughs> 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 the first, it's yeah. pretty funny. So I was super stoned one day. He was here like making music with friends, and I went to go float, and I got a little stony before. And then I was like, so I know I come in here all the time, but can I watch the pre-float video and they were like yeah and i sat there and i made a boomerang of it here okay so do this one and then scroll to the next one and do the next video oh my god (laughs) this is so weird but I'm kind of like I can't stop watching it. Right? Yeah. Oh man. How 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 many hours of your life have you spent <laughs> looking at this right here? It what's so funny is Oh, we... this one's amazing. Yeah. The next one over. Oh yeah. That's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> That's so good. So we have friends that will go float and they That's won't amazing. they'll have no idea, right? And then they'll message us and be like, dude, are you the video of Urban Float. That is so good. Yeah. Can you send that to me? Yes, for sure. I don't know why Actually, I haven't posted I, that on Facebook. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah. And I sent it to him and he was like, God damn it. Did you seriously? And the the kid who was doing the front desk, it was like last one too. I floated at like 1030 at night. So it was like 1130 at night. The kid just wants to close. Like he's like, can you leave? And I'm just sitting there trying to catch the perfect boomerang of Jordan's water hitting him in the head. Was, yeah. Anyway. You did it. Some he, a big yeah. kind of magic float. right there. Like how it bounces back and forth between the shower head, <laughs> your hair flat, <laughs> your hair wet, yeah, your lip quivering just a little bit. It's amazing. <laughs> and it goes, it just toggles back and forth. Yo, you could put that on a loop, and like, it, yeah. I think it like it would gain. Well, like, so it's a lot funny for you is now you're gonna following. notice like all their ads are us. So oh, that's what? us. We're in like the all their ads. It's weird. It's when cool. when did you make those? Uh, Pretty when did recently. We do that video. So Fall, like five years ago, it must be now. Like I tried floating and it was just a huge Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> so like that's me just in their ad. Nice. <laughs> so I was just I was a fan of floating, uh, and I had taken an edible one time and gone to a float, and yeah. like I was literally able to fly through the universe. Oh yeah, it was the coolest thing ever, yeah, and man. I was like, I'm hooked. Just fly to the navigator is like through that thing. Oh, I love. Yes, yeah, yeah, I didn't get that reference. Oh, we're gonna have to pull uh, that out. Yeah, it's a okay. good one. Okay, Jamie, pull that up. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I was always super down with it, and then I saw an ad on Facebook that was like, "Hey, we're looking for someone to do a promo video or something." And I was like, I just commented on Facebook. I was like, "Yeah, I'm down." And so I came in and did that little like intro video at the beginning for him. And then had floated for a while, convinced some people to float, convinced her to float. And we would go in there and she bought a membership and stuff. And then uh, randomly they reached out to her on uh, Instagram and were like, you're in the demographic that we're looking for. They got like three different people. And one of them was a mom in her late 30s, early 40s who likes to float. Like they just wanted her input. And so... She like gave the input and then she ended up doing like a photo shoot with them. And then later they were like a news interview. Yeah. Yeah. So then we just did more and more stuff. And then they were like, yeah, we want to do a full video one. And so we did a full video shot of her and I like walking into a store and the whole pre-process. Did you guys get paid to do that? Uh, I got 
floats. Floats, yeah. <laughs> cool. So we would do it kind of, which are expensive. So yeah. for us, you know, we were already, normally we don't do things for trade, but it was already money we were spending to go. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, that's worth it. And yeah. we had talked about, oh, well, actually, well, we get paid though when we do like the meditation floats there. Oh, you do meditation so floats We started there? doing those, which what? is really cool that we added that basically... How do you do those? We'll set up... Uh, it's a class. They they have waterproof ear pl- earbuds. Oh. Ear, yeah, buds. And so you'll put those in and then I'll bring my podcast recording equipment, set it up with a microphone and we'll go chill in the post float room and like talk them through do a, a guided meditation, meditation while they're while floating for an floating. hour. So we book it as a class. They have to buy like a separate ticket for it. And at first I meet with everybody, find out their meditation experience or floating experience, kind of get a vibe for what there might be. Like, so I can start to tune into what they might be experiencing in there. And then they go all set up and then we get the live action going. And then I take them through some visualization, some breath work, some downtime, some quiet time where they can just be in it. And I'm not talking, but it's a full like 60 minute guided uh, mm. experience, I would say. I would that sounds say fun. total talking time, maybe a third is talking interspersed throughout so um, i think is really helpful for people who have never floated who are scared to float or have a hard time just being with themselves well, for also an hour meditation too well or people who have are more experienced who've been floating for a while but they're like looking to yeah take it to a different level because some people are drawn to it for the physical benefits and they haven't really explored the meditation aspect they're in there because it's good for recovery for sports and they're thinking the entire 60 minutes about life and whatever crazy things we think about or they're sleeping yeah you know versus actually using that float time as a time to meditate yeah like really force yourself to go deep into a meditation cool do you know you can do two hour floats i did not know that it is is a little secret uh it's like ordering from the special menu. exactly yeah it's like yo Two hours. Yeah. Like, yes. I got you. And so it's something that I don't know if they really want us talking about on a podcast, but that's all right. Mm. Uh, you can do it. I think they you're supposed to pay a little extra for it. And so if you talk to someone at the front desk and they know what's up, yeah. uh, it all depends on if there's someone booked in your pod for the float after yours. Um, but I think there's like a little add on. I don't know what it is for members. It might be free for members or something. Um, but yeah, you just kind of ask them like, can I float for a little bit longer? That's like, cool. what's the option? It's, I did a two hour float and it was fucking crazy. Whoa. Add an edible into that one. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. Highly recommend. Yeah. That sounds healthy. I haven't done one in a while. I have like the membership where you go once a month. Got it. But I haven't been in like a year. Oh no. It's like 600 bucks. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go. But we'll the, go what's cool, but what's cool is they like they, they still add up, you know? Yeah. So oh, okay. like, I wish I could like give them to a homie. He's like, yo man, I got you. Float on yeah. me. Yeah. like. We'll go Whatever. with you though. Sometimes it helps oh, to I have know. a date. Like we'll all go take a yoga class and yeah. then go So that's what we would do at Bala. You go take a yoga yeah. class and then right after you, you just dip over there. Oh yeah. I it's just time. Mm-hmm. So like, I you know, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's just when what you prioritize, that's like that's okay, I'm gonna like I'm gonna go practice. Right. Right. That's like what I prioritize is and, like I'm gonna And go you can make time though. Are you and, practicing oh, totally. every day? Like Asana practice? I try to. Yeah. Yeah, I try to. I mean there's some days. Are you doing yin and stuff too, or is that all vinyasa? Um, it's all vinyasa. But like I again, like I if I need a yin in my body though, like I'll put a yin in there for mm-hmm. sure. Like I'm feel at a point in like my physical practice and my body now, it's like my body responds really well to like a healthy 
like vinyasa practice. Like mm-hmm. it felt really strong and like standing up straight. Mm-hmm. But like I love a yin. I love dropping into a yin. It's just one of those things. If I'm gonna choose one or the other, like I'm gonna go do a vinyasa most mm-hmm. of the time because like I gotta exercise. Like, yeah. Have you played with acro at all? Or no. Par- or partner work. No, I would love to. Oh, yeah, we I was just do having it. a conversation last night with uh, Molly um, about and her friend Virginia, uh, my friend Virginia, who's my new friend. He met Virginia. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God, she's one of our favorite. Oh, she's people super cool. On the yeah. Fucking planet. Yeah, we just chopped it up for like a couple hours last night. We had dinner. Um, I didn't know that. She went through our TT. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Um, and then she went and did acro vinyasa. Yes. And so and we were talking about all that. Done a bunch yeah. of assisting stuff for us, and she's awesome. Yeah. She's and it sounds fun. I yeah. think it would be something that'd be really fun for me, like to explore. I, I just. I haven't, I'm only two years deep in the yoga game, so it just hasn't came on the radar yet. So the training she went and did, we, we've done level one and level two acro vinyasa, and we were teaching it three days a week up until we just uh, stopped at UW last month. So mm. um, we will be down to teach you anytime. Cool. We'll probably add it into the new spot, uh, okay. True Fusion. We'll either do it in a series or weekly. I would like it to be weekly. It just depends on the draw in Bellevue, but... Um, it's so fun. And the way we teach it is different than a lot of acro yoga. So I I would say acro yoga is very much like acrobatic based. And I don't really know why the word yoga is even in there. It's just doing acrobatic shapes with people, right? Mm -hmm. What we teach is acro vinyasa, which, um, Virginia went and did her level one and it's, it's a vinyasa class. So you're starting on your own mat doing your own breath work, intention setting, going through a flow that's going to warm you up and prepare your body to base and to fly. But you're really like figuring out what you're working with that day, physically, emotionally, like, am I prepared to be here? And then about mm, a quarter of the way through class, we pair up with one other person and we work on inversions as a team. How do you support each other? How do you tell you what you need? How do you do something scary? Work on different inversion work. Um, and then we pair up into threes and we do L-based or any kind of acro that we're going to do that day. There's a base, there's a spotter and a flyer. So everybody gets a chance to try all those things and we get to play safe. And then after that, we go back to our own mat and we close out class doing cool down stuff and shavasana. Like, so it's structured like a yoga class. And the nice thing about that is you're able to take that experience and that connection and the fears that came up and the trust issues that came up and you get to go back onto your mat and you can process it in those final, you know, 10, 15 minutes of class where you're back to like, all right, how am I different? How did that change? How did mm. that affect me? And then maybe how am I going to be able to show up for people around me from mm. what I just experienced? Yeah. So it's very much a yoga class. Yeah. And that's why we fell in love with it. Because I did yoga for years and I had zero interest in acro until I discovered that there was this style that was very rooted in yoga and yoga philosophies. We went and did our trainings. Like a lot of it is about philosophy and meditation and it's... Like, yes, you end up doing these cool tricks, but the the why and the how yeah. is very different in this um, lineage. So I think you totally dig cool. it. It's, it's really like, fun. It's like, you know, when you don't know Hatha from a vinyasa mm-hmm. class, it's like, oh, yeah, yoga, man. I, I do yoga. Yeah. Like, that's what it was for me. It's like, I didn't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was just doing yoga. Like I felt really nice. Mm-hmm. And so like when I hear acro, I have one understanding of what that yeah. means. But it sounds like there's like anything else, layers for and levels sure. to how you Well move for most acro yoga, you're probably right on par with what, what it is. But this is a newer style that kind of emerged uh, four years ago. Cool. Probably about four years ago that we stumbled upon right at the right time. We're yeah. like, oh, I'm, this is this is cool. So there's only a hundred and maybe twenty of us certified in it in the world. Um, so it's a new style Sweet. of acro that's coming out. But I think you would really dig it because it sounds like you've worked really hard to get through some deep seated trust issues and anger and stress and and I feel like that practice can be very transformative when it comes to um letting go of some control yeah and letting other people support you like oh, when man, you see that sounds like i i need that when you see people who are <laughs> yeah. so used like to being like sure. in charge all the time and <clears throat> yeah. like and and they're the ones and then all of a sudden like you're up on his feet Mm-hmm. And he wants you to just be like, especially mm-hmm. in restorative acro, which is amazing, where you literally do nothing, like just, <laughs> just be there yeah. and let him move you around. And yeah. he's had grown ass men that will come off of his feet and just be like in tears, like whoa, that felt amazing, and yeah. my back, and like they just feel this release. And yeah. part of it, yeah, he's like stretching and manipulating the body, and so that feels good. But a lot of it, I think, is taking, um, um male or a female who has uh, always felt like they have to be in control and and taking a little bit that way and being like hey i got you yeah i got you like that first moment when they're going up on your feet and they're like what the fuck like no and you just see all these fears and then they let go and you're like oh okay i got you yeah yeah i've that's like something i've always wanted yeah yeah and like i you know what you resist persists right (laughs) so like like because i continue to like move from that space of like trying to do everything on my own Mm -hmm. it's like i continue to create relationships in my life that will ultimately potentially lead to me being by myself Mm -hmm. you know because you got this like this hardwired thing of like i can't i just gotta figure this out Mm mm-hmm you know, so it's like, it's like hardwired in your DNA, like asking for help. So like when I did Heller work, have you guys experienced like some like body work at all? Like either rolfing or Heller um, work or soma Reiki. or structural medicine? Yeah. yeah, I had some Reiki work done after my surgeries yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So that's, it's incredibly like this powerful somatic, mm-hmm. like psychosomatic like experience. And like <clears throat> there was one ex- like period like they're just getting tension out the body, mm-hmm. you know, and like how you store tension like is associated with like different ailments, mm-hmm. right? So like I had like like this layer of my like stress that just kind of like popped through, you know, and like I just burst into tears, mm-hmm. or, like burst into tears. It was like a sinus release, like that, you know, it was like this pent up thing that I didn't even know was there, just mm-hmm. like floodgates open, boom. And the dude who was like the like the nicest, most chill dude, just fucking held me, mm. and I just like sobbed for like what, what, fifteen minutes. You it, know, just like be, just having someone be like, "Yo, man, I got you." What kind of you know? treatment was it? It was called Heller work. Heller work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm seeing like some badass structural medicine workers, cool. um, who I'm like really 
thankful to be around with and um who are like helping me like with some stuff and it's like just getting your body back into balance mm -hmm. you know so you can like energetically be your most centered self mm -hmm. you know move from that space throughout the world and so that's why like i love doing what i do because it's like you're trying to get people like put back together mm -hmm. in like a real healthy way you know from like a loving space not just like trying to get as many burpees as you can in two no. minutes <laughs> you know like i've done that yeah and sometimes you gotta fucking bust out some burpees and yeah. like kick ass bro or whatever you know so like i can respect that um but it's like it's fun like trying to create movement programs that get people like centered and now once you're centered it's like oh there i am and then you can like be your best self mm -hmm. and like give your best self to the world so yeah it's like getting just getting all your shit straight mm -hmm. why are we talking about this again just creating space oh yeah 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 i was i think that uh i'm really excited to take your class oh yeah thank you Come through. i am okay. i can feel it already i think it's gonna be good it just feels like you will that you're able to help people create space because that's what you're doing oh yeah yeah and but you need some yin and some yang yeah you know like you got to be strong with it but you got to mm -hmm. like have like being okay like press and surrender mode throughout mm -hmm. the process too so try and create like a an energy where people can feel safe to do that mm -hmm. you know as a yoga teacher like how tight it is like to get your people dropped into like a legit yeah shavasana and you're just like favorite. ding <laughs> like, favorite nailed it not like, a single person <clears throat> moves does or the just, fuck out yeah, yeah it's like yo i just yeah, I got him in the zone, man. I got him. And that's like, that's a win. That's what a win feels like as a teacher. Agreed. Where it's like, oh, those people are flowing. And yeah. they are caught up in that rhythm tough. I like, love that, that you so respect good. that because too many teachers around here either don't give you a Shavasana or they'll give you like a two minute whatever or they'll just thank you say stay here as long as you like and then they leave the room i'm like what the <laughs> fuck is going on yeah, honor my shavasana time here well please. and like yeah. hold space for it like yeah. you just worked up all sorts of shit like stay there be present hold the space because there's a lot of work happening in shavasana yeah stop if mic it, dropping no yeah <laughs> yeah man yeah or when they like just have to get in more chaturangas and then they oh we didn't really have time so here's your minute and i'm like what <laughs> oh yeah no it's just like yo as yeah. a teacher i'm just trying to be like yo i got you yeah right like yo i got you like check this out <laughs> and let's go for a ride here and have some fun yeah and then like you're also like you're sweating mm -hmm. you know and you're breathing and it's like it's a really fun experience yeah. like to tap into that just you know whether you're floating or you're doing your vinyasa or you're smoking a little weed or it's, it's just like being in that like caught up in that that rhythm mm -hmm. and like once you're on that vibe it's like oh okay there it is and you know like when you're on your wave and then like you know when you're off like pretty fast can i just show you <laughs> something really quick i just want to show you the text from andy or from drew sorry do people call you andy <laughs> so when he said he was here and i was like oh crazy like everyone gets lost and he replied with a surfer emoji so oh, yeah. it's literally the wave that you're talking about you're like it's my honolulu vibes yeah i, <laughs> I was like wow you're here you're, like, you're on it and you send a surfer because you're like yeah riding the wave i'm here i'm here i'm here yeah screw nice i like that 
it's probably a good way to end this podcast. <laughs> I know we're, we've, uh, we've been talking two for a hours long and fifteen time. minutes oh, into cool. this puppy. <laughs> okay, so yeah. if anybody has made it to the end, is yeah. there anything you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, well, any... one, thank you, yeah. like, for having me for on. Sure. Like, two, I apologize for getting ripped. No, <laughs> don't high. apologize. I think it was great. <laughs> like, I was just babbling at some points, you know. But um, I hope anything i said was there was like some substance I'm in sure. there yeah you know, don't worry about that don't 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 think back on how that episode oh, yeah. went okay, everything cool. went yeah great. it was great it. is there anything though that you like if if you could have this is one of my favorite questions if you could have a billboard uh in the middle of a busy street that everyone drives by and they look up and see it what would it say oh <clears throat> um so many things um um, be yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like honor who you are. I think that would be like, be the weirdest of the weird version of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, and just pe- like move from that space, man. And like, and that's like, that's a space of love. Like when you're being vulnerable, it's mm-hmm. like, you're just allowed to show up and like, what's the, the, the hot term now? And like positive, not positive thinking, but mindfulness. Like mm-hmm. you're, they're like, it's a huga. Huga. Huga, you haven't seen the commercials with Huga in it? No. Oh yeah, it's we like don't have just cable, so maybe we didn't. We didn't <clears throat> oh yes, yeah, so it's just like the the Danish like expression Uh-oh. of like the energy you put out is always just feeling like you're giving someone a warm hug. Yeah. Right. It's just like one of coziness, like oh my people, I got you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's Huga. Right. And so yeah. like it's you're thinking also like the wool sweaters and the fireplace and just like when you think of ultimate <laughs> Cozy, coziness yeah. that's also a piece of the huga too nice. but like energetically being like you know let me, I, let me give you a warm hug yeah and at the same time like i love the don miguel ruiz expression yes. of like, like ruthless love the four you know? agreements yeah that's my shit yeah. I got like me and my son go over the four agreements daily. And, like we have a little mantra that we do back and forth. That's like him affirming himself. That's oh, like fucking tight. Can I hear it? Will you share that? <clears throat> well, and sometimes he's really dialed in and he'll do it with me. And other times he'll be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's well like, stop, done. stop daddy. You know, he calls me daddy. He doesn't like, he doesn't daddy. drop the double D's at the end. It's daddy. <laughs> daddy. <laughs> but, uh, um, it goes like your name is River Kevin Reagan. You are my son and you are a king. And like a lot of times you'll shout king with me. It was like really Aww. fun. It's like, and a king is honest, courageous, and kind. And then like we keep going down where it's uh do you want me to keep going? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um a king doesn't make assumptions, doesn't take anything personally, and always does his best. A king speaks the truth and leads from his heart. He respects everyone and everything, especially himself. I love you. Thank you for choosing me. That's like the, that's the mantra. That's perfect. Yeah. And like, so it's like, that's our thing. Yeah. You know, like he knows I, I got him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I wanted. You know, like when I was like little, was just like, yo, I got you. Yeah. And so like, now I get to do that as a father and like as my vocation, that's like what I try and create for people, you know. And at the same time, like yo, we can fuck around, and like swing some kettlebells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's just I'm just out here letting my nuts hang, man. You can also be yourself. Thank like, you. Just love yourself. Thank you for sharing I like that. It. I really, really appreciate that. Um, 
Yeah. I think I, that you should have, do you have something like that for yourself as well? What, or are you kind you? of doing it through him? Like when you're doing that mantra with him. Oh, mine's the same. Affirmation. Yeah, I Good. just tell myself my name is Andrew Kelly Reagan, you know? Yeah. So yeah. You just change the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. There's a couple of things right. I think I got to change in there. Like okay. you are my son. Like I like you are a king. I don't know. Like I, I should work on, work on, on like, your version. really nailing yeah. it But down. I like yeah. for now that you're doing it with him. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So I got a question. Since you're on that level, uh, if you could do anything, money was no object, what would you do? Oh, man. I, I mean, I just gather all my people and, like, let's just go mm-hmm. somewhere for, like, a month. Maybe a year. I don't know. If money wasn't a thing, it's like, uh-huh. yo, all of us, put your shit on hold and let's just go do this thing for a hot minute and just like relax yeah (laughs) you know like that sounds so fun like just being able to like take care of all your people Uh like that sounds like sounds tight that was what beastmaster did yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm not kidding dude would have fucking barbecues like three or four nights a week where he would just send his homie to the store with a couple hundred bucks and just buy fucking meat for everyone (laughs) just huck it on a grill and and he would just like provide for the homies by slanging weed it's spiritual in his own way yeah for real it's like this is how i take care of my tribe yeah yeah cool nice damn dude well, much appreciated. Thanks for coming in here. For sure. I can't wait till round two. Yeah. We're going to have to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll cool. have you again. Yeah. yeah Maybe we you. won't get stoned next time. Or somewhere in between. More yeah. stone. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Bye. Okay, Peace. bye. That was fun. Thanks for listening to the Gravity Lift Podcast with Jordan and Antonella. If you like our show and want to find more, check out our website at gravitylift.space. And when you get a sec, please rate and review us on iTunes to help us spread these vibes far and wide. 